Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people all over the world, welcome to another episode of Tyler Bryan Hour, aka TBH, aka TBR. I'm your co-host, B Heard, aka Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta Walter Hating. I'm a pastor to my boy, my brethren, man's and MTTL. You want to say something to the people? What up, though, people? Is your co-host Tyler the Libra, aka TTL, aka Libra Hendrix, in the building? We are gathered here today on March seventh, uh, two thousand twenty-three. Um, we might be looking at some more snow, people. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to be the bearer of bad news, but you know, these uh, because people are still forgetting that it's still it's still pretty much winter. So um, yeah, be on the lookout for uh, some slick roads within the next couple of days. But um, other than that, you know, I hope you had a good. Hope you have a good taboo Tuesday, and I hope you have an even better week moving forward. And uh, let's get to it. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm actually doing pretty good. Um. I got everything that I need taken care of. All the preparations are set um, for um, my uncle's funeral this f- next Friday. But um, I took the day off this Friday because nobody want to make up their mind about where to have it. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be taking I'll be taking next Friday off too. So it's a good thing I have a shit ton of PTO. So well, that's uh, the best thing about it. Yeah. Uh- that was the reason that we didn't give you guys a podcast last week, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you kind of hinted at that in the podcast. So I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I didn't know if this nigga was going to go, like, that night or he was going to, like, pull through. So, I was like, so, because so, you told me, told me if I wanted to dead the pod, and I was like, I mean... He he's all right <laughs> until now. Until then, I finally got the text. I was like, "All right, yeah, I'm dead." So, and your weekend? Uh, I feel like it, it it was pretty moderate. It was pretty moderate, so to speak. Nothing really out of the norm came up. Um, we had a good we we, we us too. We had a good outing, you know, together. Um, we went to our boy space is a uh, listening party. Shout out to him. And, uh, shout out to made, space, shout out to fly life. And we made, we made our, we, uh, we did, you know, some networking, you know, with our brothers, you know, chopped it up with them. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a good little weekend. And then we, what we capped it off at, we capped it off with like some food and chopped it up at Grove. So it, it was all right. It was, it was pretty moderate, so to speak. I enjoyed it as lighthearted as it was. It was cool. Yeah. Shout out to uh, space fly life. Um, Dominique, I think Dominique got a project out now. Um, yes, sir. Ski. And then, you know, fly Link space, bio. fly space three comes out Friday. And, uh, that was a great atmosphere. Like he said, he kind of, uh, well, space said he only invited people. Basically it was word of mouth. And I think it was cool to have all your friends and like family in there and everybody just vibing, having a good time. Nice little spot too. definitely think I'll, uh, go visit there again sometime soon. Especially since this is right up the road. I was about to um, say it's open every day. Like, also, I just thought that old couple was kind of funny. Well, uh, we was at the listening party, and mind you, it was like eight or nine, and you know, it's it's a rap listening party. You know what I'm saying? So niggas is vibing, niggas is hype, niggas is uh, jumping up and down, and then we just, I think the shorty just taps me, and then she's like, "Do you see them?" And then we just turn around, we just see an old couple just just chilling. 
looking at plants, looking at books. Mind you, the coffee shop is closed because, <laughs> you know, we're using it for a listening party. But they're in there all doing their own thing. Um, I'm guessing you could probably guess the race by that description, but the, the, shout out to old people, man. They, they're definitely bit, built different. I um, definitely want to have that type of unbotheredness where I can just go up in there. And <laughs> not give a fuck what's going on. Because at first we either thought they was going to steal something or buy something, and they didn't. They just really wanted to look in the store. I guess they probably... You thought I mean, they was going to steal something? I didn't know what they were going to do. Old-ass niggas, man. They ain't going to steal They could have. I, I thought what they was going to do was get to the counter and put something on the counter and then be hella confused as to why like no one's ringing them out. But... um been goofy as hell. I mean, I thought it was goofy. They was just there. Um, yeah, I guess they could have been from the north side, and they just ha- happened to not get the chance to go into that store yet. And then it was like, F it. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> Everybody keep walking in and out, so I'm going to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's probably exactly what happened, too. So, yeah. I mean, you can't be really mad at that. You just got to – as random time as that was, it was, it was actually pretty comical. I didn't even notice it until you told me about it. So, mm-hmm. until I looked back and I saw him, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I didn't even see him leave, honestly. So, they, then, they probably just they probably just was there, looking at some shit, checked the surroundings, and then probably just bounced, honestly. That was good. They was there for a good 10. Like, they, they definitely listened to a couple songs. I, I definitely didn't know some. So. Um. Yeah, so that was cool. Obviously, going to Grove, that was cool. Um, I ain't gonna lie, like that past week, I guess it's been two weeks now. I uh, the best plan I had for life right now was to like unalive myself. I'm not even trolling, not joking. I was really going through it, and uh, I guess for an update to not spend too much time on it. Still the best plan. Still kind of optimistic. Um, finally got some good news. Uh, just got my taxes. Um, like before I came here. So I got a little bread and hopefully I can use that bread to build some momentum because I do get paid this Friday. But it got so bad that like, not saying like me and my mom make a light of life, but we often, I think she kind of feels the same sentiment as me. As to where she kind of feels trapped, and all she has to do is work, just work, pay bills, and all that stuff. And we both say how we want to hate work and don't want to work, and this and the third. And then so, like, like we would just be complaining to each other, just talking, you know, mother-son type of relationship. And then I, like, I voiced some frustrations that I had going on in my life. And then, you know, moms, moms hit people with the typical shit of, like, well, you never, like, you got it bad now, but you never know how bad someone has it. And it's like, I get mom's supposed to do that and things of that nature, but I, I've always hated that statement. And I still hate that statement to this day just because it doesn't fix my problems. It's true. It's a hundred percent true, but nigga, that still don't fix the problems I got. If that was like a worldview thing, sure. But I still got the problems I got. And then it was just like, I mean, I mean, fuck like six, seven, Eight days in a row of like bad shit that happened to me, or like someone that I was close to. Obviously, like you all deal with your uncle, and then my mom. Oh, she gives her condolences too. But I, like, it got to the point where my mom went from like, "Oh yeah, it's just like 
like, oh, yeah, somebody else out there got it worse than you, to where she was just like, damn, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> like, take your time, basically. And I, I guess, the, like, the whole premise of it of is for everything in life, I'm alone, like, in everything. Um, like, as far as putting the blame on someone for the positions and situations that I'm in, it's on me. As far as trying to fix myself and fix the situations I got, it's on me. As far as people knowing what the fuck I go through and who I can generally talk to, it's on me. Because you have to make sure that someone's ready for you to dump all them emotions and feelings onto them. But no one's usually, when I need it, there for me and that's no slight to anyone i get it it's life um but me also wanting to try to fix myself i have to pay for it so i can't um and then the things that i do for de-stressors are probably some of the most stressful things in the fucking world because in actuality um you know it is a joint project with the podcast but tyler provides the crib and he's the the a mic but in actuality, the success and the, the the backbone of the podcast and making sure everything goes that you see the TikTok shorts, YouTube's podcast the discovery this man right here is now I'm truly blessed to have you. Well, like it's me, so it's on me. Like I, everything is on me, so I really don't have the luxury to to voice things, and I don't have the luxury to like blame anyone else. So it's really like my own matrix. That I'm trying to break out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't want to unalive myself anymore, which is good. But to say that this isn't the worst state of my life would be a lie. So, yeah. You know what's crazy? I've never seen you cry. Never, never in my life, never in 28 years have I ever seen Brian, Brian, her be her cry. Hmm. Did you say you have to be in a vulnerable state to cry? I don't think you have to be in a vulnerable state. I think you just have to be. It's almost like one of those things where, like, you could cry whether you're sad, happy, um, lonely, depressed. It's one. It's just a whole bunch of variables to where. It's almost the only emotion that you can show at a given time that you're feeling. Um, like for instance, like when when um when my mom learned that you know my her brother passed, is that like she wasn't really crying over sadness; she was just crying of the joy because like he was like the oldest, you know he he lived. He lived a very fulfilling life in his mind and she knows that she that he did so like she was more just proud has a little sister to see how far he came and like everything that he's done for not only him but you know my grandma and you know his siblings mm. so that was so that was one thing that really made her happy just the joy and being able to you know call him family mm. and that's one thing that I thought about the most during this whole week is like if she's she's crying because she loved him so much and like all the joy, not necessarily because of his passing, but just because he was there. Mm. 
you know? He was at all the family functions. He was he wasn't the nigga barbecuing, but he was always the nigga that was at the table playing dominoes. And he was always the nigga that was losing bread. So like he he was he was he was one of them kind of uncles. Like there to me, there's always like the three types of uncles. There's a cooking uncle, there's a nigga that played play spades, and then there's a nigga that nigga that talks shit about every about the nigga playing spades and cooking. So that I I I'm I'm actually blessed to have all three from both sides. So I mean, for me, seeing her in that realm, it was actually it was actually pretty endearing. So it just made it just made the whole process, the funeral process, a little bit more ease on my mind, on her mind, on everybody else's mind. So it was definitely cool. That's really all I had to say about that. I mean, so. to, to like last thing because I don't want to get all deep in thought, but I don't, I don't think I'm afforded the luxury of crying, just because the times that where people wanted me to like really open up, I wasn't in a position to open up. But then the times that I was in the position to open up, um. Niggas just wasn't available. And that's not because niggas don't fuck with me. But, like, I feel like it's more of a consistency thing. And then that's, that's like, my biggest fear. And that's, like, that's probably, like, my biggest problem. It's not that I'm, like, like I could start a diet today. I could, like, have a great day. But it's just hard for me to be consistent. And then, like, it's just something I discovered in myself. And it's, like, it, I'm the person that I don't want to say shut down. Cause I don't feel like that's the good approach. I'm the person that like I play it by how a person wants to play it. So if like I talk to a person and say like we're like trauma bonding or whatever, like one of those keywords, and like we could really open up and really talk about some shit, I generally value that shit. But the moment that they shut it down, I go from opening up to sharing every single thing. And I, I guess it could be a Scorpio trait, but it, it, it isn't necessarily like flat out cut off like that, but it goes, Oh, I just like, it just becomes like I become more confined in the box. And I feel like oftentimes like I'm put in that box. Like I've, I've gotten in my lifetime, like six, seven, like I'm about to end it, bro. Like talk me off this ledge phone calls. To where I can't even call a nigga and talk about like me really going through it. And I've gotten six or seven. And mind you, you know, you know me how I'm not gonna say I'm lazy, but I'm not I, I'm not afforded the same situations to where I got everything and everything's cool. Or like good, like above good. So like like one of those calls I remember vividly because it was like I it's like they kept telling me that they wanted me to take them to the hospital, but like my car is my car. So always kind of have some rough patches. And I think this was like one of those rough patches. I was like, look, if I'm the last ride that you need. Basically, if you can't, no one else could take you. I will take you. But I wasn't trying to take them off the strength of that. But then I was like, well, why do you want to go to the hospital so bad? Like, what's up? And then they told me that they was thinking about like ending their life. So then I had to sit on the phone talking to my dad, trying to figure out my mom and like, 
And it was fucked up part of it because it was basically it went from me being a nigga like, nigga, I'll be the last nigga to take you. I ain't trying to take you right now. I'm not the crib. I'm tired. It's like 10, 11, 12. And then I went from alert to like that. And it's just like I'm constantly being that. And it's like I'm never I never put in a position to where I could be the one that's like 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 in theory, like like going out. I don't go out, but like going out and be the drunk friend. I'm constantly the DD. Well, the niggas know that they subconsciously put me in that position or niggas know unconsciously they put me in that position. Well, I guess that's the same thing. Or consciously put me in that position. Like, I'm con- like when it comes to friend groups, when it comes to family members, when it comes to myself, like I'm always put in that position somewhere. It's like I can't even relax just because it's like, fuck. If no one else consistently wants to have me. I got to have me. And, yeah, it's just... But I also put myself in a position too, so it's a weird dynamic. It's like always, I always kind of think about it in my head because it's like, like damn nigga, like I want to show rage, I want to show sadness, I want to show all this stuff. But it'd be the fucking Spider Man meme, like I'm, like I'm pointing back at me, like nigga, you did it, you in this position, can't blame nobody else. And no one's there gonna, and like some people might pop in, like yo, you good, and then like that's that, and then it just be like, I don't know, because also it's like. I see the situation where it's like, like y'all might hear me like, well, well, Brian, go right, get off of social media, quit working this that, and third. I don't have that luxury because if you look at it from the creative standpoint, all them niggas that do that and constantly do that for their mental health and for for just a better peaceful life have something. Right, like I'm the nigga that don't have nothing. If, if we take all the things that I've purchased with my own money away, yeah, I don't have shit. Well, I don't have this podcast. I don't have this mixer. I don't have my PC. I don't have my car. I don't have a place. Technically homeless. That's why I always, like, jokingly say that I'm homeless, but I'm actuality, I'm really homeless. So that's why it'd be hard for me to go out and, like, celebrate with niggas because niggas have, like, niggas work so hard to get to the position that they're at that, yeah, I want to relax and kick it with the homies and it's like not saying that kicking it with the homies is not fun but in my back of my mind i'm constantly thinking of like how can i get myself paid and set up how can i take care of my family how can i take care of tyler tyler's family tyler's family treat me good as hell and that's what i'm saying i got loyal ass friends that like hold it down like caleb hold it down like i shit i need like 50 bucks for my phone caleb threw that bitch no problem lopez Throw some money, no problem. Every time I go somewhere, Lopez throw me some Skrilla. He's like, "Yo, have fun in that city." Like, I got some good ass people around me, so that's that's another reason why I can't feel comfortable because I really want to take care of a lot of shit. And then so it's like when niggas just be because every times where I, like I do just want to chop it up and like really have that conversation, but you know, like like obviously you my best friend, and I don't want you to feel like I'm sliding anything like that. But it's just like it's more so of like just knowing the dynamic that we got. Like, like I just be wanting to talk and you just show me some bullshit. So then I just don't end up talking just because it's like, ah, I'm not going to fuck up the vibe. But oftentimes I'd be in that situation and it's not just you it'd be other people too. Cause it's like, I do want to like talk, but like niggas think that like, well, half the time I don't even know what bullshit you got going on. And so, but it'd be, it'd can't. be hard to get to that when it's like, like, it's like, I guess it's like a a reflex. Because I even like this, like, 
not saying for the sake of like anything, but like I was like, yo, was, I had to shit out so I can like set it up and we could just go. And he was like, I might. I was just like, ah, all right. Like in my mind, I immediately go to, all right, let me not bother Tyler. But that's also from knowing you and knowing how you operate. So it's not like a fault of yours or anything like that. And I don't want to make it seem that way, but it's just like how my brain reacts to certain situations. It's like, I'm not even going to bother a nigga if this is a bother. I don't like niggas telling me what to do. That's the that's the thing about. But it'd be like yo, <laughs> but I but that's I'm also just, looking at that's just me. That's been my whole life. But it's also me looking at it as like yo, I'm just asking for one thing. <laughs> I, like that's the thing. It's like it took me a lot to ask. I'm like I don't feel like I'm asking for a lot. But it'd be like that. But there's times now, but I, I do have all this shit out. So yeah, recently. Don't don't start picking hairs. I just, love. Just say, if we be honest, have, if I have, I have. I have. Yeah, okay. I have You've done it before. So, but yeah, just be like shit like that. Like that's why it'd be hard to open up. I guess I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but because I had somewhere I was gonna go with it, but I kind of forgot. For me, I'm pretty straightforward and blunt. So, like, if I need to talk about something serious, I'd be like, "Hey, yo, this is the APB to the group," or like, "This is." Like let me let me chop it up with either you or Kay. I'm 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 very I'm very good in that aspect. Um, what the fuck does APB even stand for? All police bulletin. Well, I never. It's almost like that. if a nigga <laughs> was on the search and they put out APB and like oh. it's very it's 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 very important. That's what I that's what I use use the term with, and I think y'all. I'll, Caleb catch on. I don't know if you did, but yeah. I never knew what APB. I always just said cold red. Like, cause the warning sign, the sirens, and all that stuff. Like, so when I say cold red, that's when I'm like, "Yo, niggas, I need to talk to you about something." That's just lame as hell. But all right, that's better than APB. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But um, anyway, like with how I view Brian, and this is like, this is just me rapping to y'all. How I view Brian is like he's he's my best friend in the whole wide world. But at the same time, like I. Like throughout the time that I've known this nigga, he's just he's just he's just like a complex thinker, you know, as far as, you know, how he moves and like how he how he goes about certain things. And like he's he's not somebody that I could just. He's not somebody that can just come out and say, you know, as far as like, you know, like, like, yo, 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 I need to talk to you about something. He's like more of like a well, actually, you are so. But the way that I see this nigga is, is that like I have to start out with a joke or I have to start out with some bullshit before I can actually get to talking to this nigga because that's just the way our dynamic is. And but as, with that being said, this nigga has never really came with me on like some like, yo, I really need to talk to you type serious type shit. It's always something that like gets brought up in between a conversation that we already having. So for me, that's why I always always say to myself, you know what? I've never seen this nigga Brian cry or like actually like be sad or any type of thing. Cause it's like, he doesn't allow himself to be that. And that's all that. That's why I feel like personally, Brian is a stronger person than me because of, of how he kind of compartmentalizes himself from, you know, you know, us group, 
friends, lovers, whatever the case may be, to really get in his head and get into his bag a little bit to figure out what the fuck he could do for everybody else. So that's why I always commend this nigga, even though he could be a silly-ass nigga sometimes, but I still love him, you know, and dearly. I I do not agree with that silly-ass nigga part. But, no, I mean, I'll tell you what it is. I'm be honest. Um, it's, like I said, you can't dump that on someone that's not ready for your like emotions and feelings to be dumped on them because everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own problems. The thing of why you don't see that anymore with me in particular is because at the time I've had two people that I felt like I could really talk to and tap in about like where my headspace is and emotionally where I'm at. And the two people, ironically, Like, I was going to see this, these two people this weekend, so I'm going to say that because I felt like if I say anything else, I'd be indicted. But the two people that... Um, One was me. Yeah. It's you. And... Which you... You told me that you wasn't, like... You told me that... You but couldn't, you can't... You, you couldn't do it. And I'm, I'm not I'm not faulting you. I'm not faulting you. I'm not faulting you. That's not why I'm saying this. What I'm saying this for is, I my, in my head, I went... This is what my brain, because I mean, it, it like unlocked something deep in my brain. I was like, damn, my nigga, like my day one cannot be there for me. I'm, it's, it's over, man. Like, I just took it as like, I could probably never open up again. If my, cause like, I it was think, just crazy as hell. But what I'm, I'm, I'm saying that from the standpoint of like, you, if I had a therapist that was the homie, it would have been you. It is you, actually. But, you and my therapist take vacations. <laughs> I know, I get that. But I but that's what I'm saying. It's like if I can't go to T, I'm just like, well fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> I gotta deal with this internally. You can't let that one isolated incident It kinda end, happened this week too. your emotions. It kinda or, happened this week too. When did it happen this week? Because I was talking to you about they're like, oh shit, my bad. I literally scatterbrained this shit because I've been thinking about this. That was the gateway into getting to that. And you're like, man, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I ain't worry about this shit. Granted, you had your shit with your uncle, so I'm not mad at that. But, like, when I really said that shit was to really open up. Granted, you didn't know that either. Exactly. So that's what the that's where but I'm I, coming from, But though. you think I was saying that shit just to say it? Like, that's... that's The way you brush it off I is if I was trying to get attention. I, I, that's why I always go, oh, man. Another incident where I'm like... I knew that, like, you wasn't just saying that to say it, but at the same time, I was like, like, Yo, it's 8 o'clock. What the fuck is this nigga talking about? Yeah. Like, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's what I'm and saying. I got the whole like... other shit, shit, to, shit, on, shit, but, like, let me, I, I tried to hear this nigga Brian out, bro, but, like, at the same time, it's like. Nigga's not trying to hear it. Which I'm not mad at. I, like, look, listen, YouTube land, podcast land, I'm not mad at Tyler not trying to hear it. It was more so the response. Of, like, if Tyler, like I said, because like, you don't straight out come out and say it. But that's what I, literally I was going to say it, and then this nigga what, said before you said the opening text. No, when or I after? said that after I said that shit, I was going to go in the conversation. And you're like, man, I ain't trying to hear this shit. Why didn't you just go straight into the conversation? I would have reacted more, more, more reasonably and more admirably if you would have went to the conversation and just said what you need to say. Especially when it's that early, I'm getting dressed. Well, because like when I said it, I was just like, "Yeah, bro, like I literally been scatterbrained because the only thing that's been on my mind is literally jumping off a fucking cliff." And then when you go, I just I ain't trying to hear that shit. I just don't like the bullshit. 
I mean, yeah. I, okay, I, 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 the wordplay was crazy. Obviously, the wordplay was crazy. But like when you say, "I ain't trying to hear that shit." All a nigga can do is say, "Okay, I can't force it on you. You my man. I'm not gonna. If you're not in the mood to hear me complain, what the fuck, I'm gonna complain for. And you my man, so it's not like I respect it. Like I'm not gonna. Like I said, I'm not gonna force you to tell me what's like if something's going on with you. We don't force each other to tell each other if something's going on. Right. But at the same time, I just come out straight and tell you what the fuck is up. Sometimes you just be kidnapping me. You're like, nah, I'm coming to get you. I'm just like, all right, nigga, so I you guess. Can't do the same th- so, I can't, so you can't do the same thing for me? I'm saying, though, like, like you just, like, you've known me all these years, and you know that I don't like, like, as far as, like, just, just say it, bro. Just come out and say it. Like I don't like all that little bullshit. And like just like like man, I got something on my mind. I was like, nigga, just go ahead and say it, bro. Well, that that prior time, I did say that. When I texted you that, and I think I even called you. You did not call me. Yeah, because I remember you vividly. Because you said it, I heard your voice, and you're like, "Look, you you told me you love me." Which was I? That's how another reason I knew you were serious because you told me you love me. It's like I have not time. I have no time for this. I cannot talk to you about this. I don't remember what she was going through at the time, but I remember you vividly saying you love me. Honestly, but I got no time for that. Honestly, forgot. I don't even remember that whole situation that is etched into your brain. But I don't say. I'm not gonna say that. It's not something that I would have said because I definitely would have said some shit like that. Yeah, I definitely like, would have told you some shit like that from then even to now. Yeah, you was like, I don't got time for your bullshit. The only two things that's ever etched in my brain that niggas have said to me is like Tyler saying that, and then my dad saying that if I'm in the hospital, do not visit me. That's, that's another thing. See that? See, and this is the dynamic between between me and Brian is that like those two things are etched in his brain. Those are the things that stand out to him the most. But honestly, for me, I me. Those two things would have just, I just would have kind of went on the, went in hindsight and just kind of been like, all right, cool, all right, I'm still, I'm still do that, I'm still do me, mm. which is the yin and the yang, I guess. So, I just think it because it's just like I've had more bad news than good, and I think you have too. So. Mm. The way that I deal with as far as like niggas talking to me crazy or just saying, you know what, Tyler, just shut the fuck up, bro. I ain't got time to deal with this shit. You know, you know, you got therapists for that, so why the fuck you just talk to him? Yeah, you're right. All right, cool. It's not it's like it's like something that not like sketched into my brain. Like if you were Wait, to say who would that, say that? What? Who would say that? Um somebody that will remain nameless. But um like something Are they a friend like, or family? It was a friend. Oh, you a dickhead. But um, with that, like, like I said, like, if you were to tell me some shit like that, I'd be like, okay, cool, all right, I'll see, I'll, I'll catch you, I'll catch you later, you know. But like, like from so, because that's just how I've always gone about things. Like, I never really, I never really took things like that to heart unless it was from my own mama. Honestly, like even like like I said, even if you were to say that, I'd be like, okay, cool, bro, I get you. I'm gonna just catch you when uh, I'm back from my therapy session. So, I would never say that just because the way how I view things, 
you're going to have conversations with your girl that you're never going to have with me and your mom. You're going to have conversations with your mom you're never going to have with me and your girl. You're going to have conversations with me that you'll never, ever have with your mom or your girl that they won't understand where you're coming from like I will. Right. So I never want to close that door for you. So I refuse, especially, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Now, not every nigga in the world has access to this, but, like, the niggas that got access to this, I want to make sure that that stays open as long as it can. Right. And, yeah. And, I mean, not to get on that long-ass tangent, but, I mean, that was good. That was a good mental health talk. I felt a little slightly better talking about that shit. I hope you do, man, because, uh, now I'm scared. I'm talking shit. <laughs> but, um, fuck, I mean. So much, I ain't gonna lie, a lot of ignorant shit. Shit's been crazy as hell this couple weeks, I guess. Super crazy. I don't even know which one to go into first. Uh, You got one you want to go into first? So we could go into John Morant, Michael B. Jordan interview, Jonathan Majors cover, uh, Seven Baby Mamas, the Georgia football player, Bama Hoops, Zendaya, Angelina Jolene, Kanye West, North. God damn, bro. That was it. <laughs> um, I don't know, cause like, fuck, we might as well just stay. We might as well just go on the bullshit. Um, you want to talk about the Chris Rock thing? Have you seen it yet? The special. Um, even if you have, we we just we we just do like a roundabout on it. Let's uh, let's actually, we could talk about it, but let's go into the Angelina Jolene thing since that's kind of on the cusp of what we literally just got done talking about. So, did you hear about it? No. <laughs> well, so she did an interview. I want to say it was like a week or two ago. Um, basically saying that at a point in time she wanted to kill herself, but instead of killing herself and giving her friends and family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About the hit man. Yeah. So let, let me finish explaining it. Uh, basically. She wants to kill herself. I forgot the timeline of when, but instead of giving her family and friends the guilt of like, damn, could I have done more? Could I have talked to her more? This and the third. Um, kind of like a situation like me. She hired a hitman to kill her so that they didn't feel the guilt of not communicating with her and talking to her. But some people like thought that was ill. Some people thought that was dope. I That's some big money energy. One, I thought it was crazy that the nigga didn't do it. I'm sure she had to pay like a like a late fee of not. So what's the deposit? Like that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, because that's that's one a lot of money to make sure it looks like an accident or looks like she was murdered by someone who can't get traced back. Two, where did she find this nigga? Because I hope it wasn't no L.A. party. Like, yeah, I could kill you. Black and, market type shit. Yeah, and three, how much did she pay? But four. Some people thought it was, like, ill and super dope, and I was like, oh, that's very noble. But at the same time, I think it's worse because, like, say you were to do something like that. I'm more angry that I don't know who the fuck would kill you rather than you killing yourself. Me personally. How do you feel about it? Oh, when I read that shit, I was like, the first thing that came into my mind was, like, she really got that money. She really got bread like that. <laughs> Cause first of all, I I know I know 
having a hitman. That's not just something that you put on layaway. That's something that you got. <laughs> See, I don't even know if that's true. If all if all what these rappers are saying that uh, niggas would do it for a Louis belt, like my young bull would do it for a Louis belt or Gucci belt, nigga, you don't just go to like. I'm not. I was gonna say a hood and indict myself and get shot. If you don't go to one of these hoods, yeah, you over here spending five million dollars on a hitman. You could have got shorty low from O Block or something. I don't fucking know. You could put you got you could have that thing put on you for free. That's for <laughs> a t-shirt, nigga, <laughs> for a pack, and they would have called it a pack watch too. The Angelina Jolie hit different. Could have got them niggas from wanting to just curve a bullet and shoot. Like they would have been putting her on a dress or something. <laughs> a crop top. <laughs> this is crazy as fuck, man. But um, yeah. When I thought about it, I was like, man, wow. For somebody to, for somebody to feel that low to where they don't necessarily want to hurt the people around them, or. They don't want to hurt the people around them to be able to go through like, oh, like who the fuck would do this? Like, like she was loved by anybody. I feel like that causes more hurt than a yeah disconnect as far as conversation and like feelings go. Oh, because if I were to like plan or do something like that, rest assured. I'm making this so it ain't painful. I think I'd make it so it ain't painful. You know, for me, I don't like I don't. I have a high pain tolerance. I don't like dealing with a lot of pain anymore because I put myself through a lot of hellacious shit. Um, how would you make it to where it's not painful? Just, just drug me, you know. So why are you hiring the hitman for? Cause I need, <laughs> you know, honestly, I would need him just for an alibi or something. Well, not alibi, but just that would indict that nigga. Yeah. Like, yo, you was right next to the nigga. Uh, but think about, it. think about as like a hitman perspective. You gotta be off the grid. You, you like for a nigga to even come to you, they gotta know something. They gotta know somebody that know something that could get some bread for something to get to you. Like I was talking to my mom about this, right? And then she was saying like. You know first, how crazy a nigga? First of all, like, to the point, she was like, yo, that's fire. And then I was like, what's up with you? think the same. That's my mom. But, like, she was <laughs> like, well, because she was saying, like, yeah, the idea of not putting that, like, pain and suffering. I was like, no, that would be worse because I'm like, who the fuck would kill you if all you do is chill in the crib? But <laughs> I was like, well, what would you do? And then she was, like, listening to some things. And then she was like, I might have him just hit me with a car. It's like, nigga, you know, that would put him at the crime of the scene, right? Like he's a hitman. The whole goal is to not get caught. <laughs> nigga, like, damn, I gotta switch out the car, the plates. I gotta, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you put, nigga, uh, put the, nigga, I take part of the whole car. <laughs> yeah, like my mom was explaining the scenario, yeah. and uh, I think it might have been the car. It might have been something else. I can't remember, but I was like, yo, he gonna hang up on your ass. He's like, yo, shorty, yo, what the fuck you think this is? I'm supposed to kill you. I the thing to- about the crazy part about it is like. This nigga probably even didn't even wouldn't even have that have like the top option. <laughs> you know, he'd be like, all right, so how you wanna do this? You wanna like you wanna like you walk in and I'm on top of a bridge or what, what how how are we doing this? No, nah, just hit me by a car. What? 
Yo, no, just go play in traffic at Who's that point. Whose car, matter of fact? Right, all the shit like, that you can trace back. My and- shit. <laughs> yeah, this shit's crazy. Unless he got, you know how you know how deep in a bag a hitman gotta be. Like he gotta have like you really gotta have like five different identities, honestly. Yeah. And then that's another thing too is like she had to get the perfect one. I don't know. It'd be the coldest job ever. It'd probably be a hard job. Yo, you probably, really fascinated with it. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Like, yeah, because my thing is like, you don't want an unresponsive hit, man. Like, I don't want a nigga to be like, all right, when I get the money, you got five days to call me to let me know that you want me to still go through with it. I don't want a nigga to be like, all right, bet, click. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Star six, seven. Yo, he, sir. He, he's, he's a- <laughs> Yo, 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 yo. What? What? What if you sent, what if you sent the bread to that nigga? What if you sent the bread to that nigga? <laughs> he was like, uh, so yeah, I don't know what credit card you use, but this bitch says it's expired. Does he kill you? Off the street. Nigga would be like, uh, yeah, um, so, I mean, I don't know how many credit cards you got, but one of them bitches better work. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, because then that turns into a robbery, and it, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that gets tough. She probably <laughs> all thought sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you a victim of a homicide and robbery and a That'd be a cold way to get to heaven, man. God might not God, let you in. God be like, hey, bro, you hey, you should just pull, you should just gave that nigga his bread, bro. Like you gotta yeah. get the fuck out. Imagine pulling out a four hundred one k just to pay a hit, man. Because <laughs> I'm ass- I'm assuming Angelina Jolene got everything right, so you know her counting. Yeah, nigga, where did you liquidate this five million dollars? Right, don't worry about that shit. What the fuck? Somebody had to been asking. And then you just get off. Like, nah, bro. Yeah, that's too many signs with that. I don't know. You gotta think about it. the hitman was like, so do you want your money back? Like, like because like Hell she nah. barely. <laughs> Would keep you still that. keep the bread? Fuck yeah. Yo, because you yeah, ain't think about it like this, too. Is like like how she pump faked. She could have been like, like with this story. Like with this story, she could have been like, yeah, I hired a hitman to kill me because I didn't want to kill myself. Da, 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 da. And then somebody could have been like, nigga, how'd you find a hitman? <laughs> she was like, oh, it was all really easy. We went to this L.A. party. It was in the 92 and this and the third. Da, da, da. Started real indicting niggas and all the niggas started putting it together. Hold on, crazy hitman? Oh hell no! Now she gotta die. I don't. No, I don't. I don't want Angelina right, Jolie yeah, to die. Yeah. But, nigga, you start talking too much about this, you might have to get knocked off. But him man got have a. I would have a disconnection fee. I would. Yeah. I would have an extra disassociate. So if I did fee. it like if I did it for two million, I would have an extra fee for that. I need, I need a one million dollar fee for cancellation. A cancellation fee. <laughs> Just in case niggas try to get on my ass, yeah, get I, I get out of the country mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah, I get that. I would definitely. Would you live offshore? <laughs> like, like, I'd be somewhere. I'd be in like Puerto Rico or some shit where there's like no tax. Or Turks. How Drake be in Turks all the fucking time with barely any tax. 
Nigga, I'd be in like Greenland or some Denmark or some stupid shit. I'm going somewhere warm and tropical, but niggas don't even got internet. They're like, yo, ain't you that nigga? They do the point and click. Ain't you that nigga that was supposed to kill? Nope. Nigga, here's $50. Get the fuck away from me. Um, I'm a hitman. I charge somebody. Fi- <laughs> if a nigga know you a hitman and they give you $50, shut the fuck up. I'm asking for some more money from the hitman. I'd be like, look, listen. I know what you do. About to get hit, man. Like, <laughs> nigga. I know what you do. I know what type of business you in. I know what type of bag that you in. I know that you can char- give me a little bit more for me to shut the fuck up. Matter of fact, you know, just run me a million. Just run me a million and you won't see me ever. Oh, yeah, for a million, <laughs> you're going to get shut the fuck up. Like, All right, that's a bet, bro. Where you want me to meet you at? <laughs> like, <laughs> back door, you like a motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, nigga, I'm a hitman. Like, I'm already kill niggas. Like, I do this for my job. <laughs> you're like, bro, who the fuck this nigga talking? <laughs> yeah, Yo, you think hitman got to pay taxes? I would think so. What, what tax bracket you think they in? One that we ain't in. One Yo. that we couldn't even fucking imagine. So you mean to tell me instead of getting a million dollars, this nigga getting six hundred thousand? Nah, I'm pissed. I gotta kill my tech. Let me stop. Let me stop for that because everybody about to die. If I gotta pay four hundred thousand in taxes, I might be a Republican. <laughs> that crazy as hell. You just went crazy as hell on that. I mean, fine. I gotta pay that much in taxes. Good red, st- <laughs> good red state. <laughs> Oh, we still support same sex marriage, though. Wholeheartedly. Um, Love is love. Love is love, and pain is love. And you get slapped for love, ironically. Uh, I did watch some of the Chris Rock special. (laughs) Hmm. I'm going to let you go first since you brought it up. Personally, I didn't watch it yet, but I seen, like, clips and little pieces of it. And I saw the clip that I sent you where, (laughs) where, like, he was... it sounded like he was. It sounded like it was real sour grapes. It sounded like he was. It was more like a mixture of him venting. But you know how niggas vent. Once they once like something like that, not of the highest. We've never had anything high like that at Oscars. But like once niggas get embarrassed, they 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 and they feelings for a while. I've seen it happen, and it just sounded like he was just like going off rip. He was venting a little bit, but he still kept it pretty conservative. Um, still called still called Will a bitch ass nigga. Said that was a bitch ass nigga shit. He said he said you know, you know everybody been talking about your wife this that and the third August and all that, but you want to hit me. I mean, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And then under <laughs> underneath the comment, somebody says so. If a, so you calling him a bitch ass nigga? If a bitch ass nigga slap you and you do don't do nothing, then what that make you? <laughs> I was like, God damn, niggas can't. So I think I might need you to send me that, but for another reason. So with that being said, I, I personally, I I'm 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 on I'm on the fence with both ends as far as like this whole year situation went. You know, I, I get where Chris Rock's coming from, but I also get, you know, where Will came from in the moment of time in which he slapped him. Um, I don't know if I'm rolling with that. You just can't make an ass out of yourself on the grandest stage when all these white people, all this, all, all this shit is escal- escalated to the highest umpteenth 
I'm not even talking about the white people aspect. I'm not. I'm talking I'm just more talking about the grand stage of the mall, like in front of every fucking body. But no, I'm not. That's what I don't. Who gives a fuck? Oscars, Grammys, like I, to me that doesn't matter. The thing that matters it's was matter if a nigga slap a shit out of you in the Grammys or Oscars. No, what I'm saying is like Will Smith don't think he could get to Chris Rock. This nigga know he does comedy clubs, right? Like you can Chris Rock is not the one like, oh, I wonder I can't wait till I see that nigga. Like to me, Drake would be harder to reach than Chris Rock. Like, do I think Chris Rock would ever be in Iowa? No, not necessarily. But, like, one of the bigger comedy clubs around the world are comedians. They always practice in their craft. Like, they have to go to clubs to practice. So you're more likely to see him somewhere other than that big of a stage. And then mm-hmm. also, what he said was true. Everybody was talking about him being a cuck. And everybody was talking about, we ain't never seen no mundane shit like this where you was getting interviewed by the wife who cheated on you with the nigga that you brought in to heal. But she gave him some pussy. So... My <laughs> definition, you a bitch. And everybody said that. And then you had to this point to make an example, Chris Rock, a fellow black man. And the only thing, like I watched the comedy special comedy is in a weird state for me. It's not as funny as it once was just because not, not because of the times I'm gonna get into the times later, but it's not as funny as it once was because I used to watch it so much that like now I kind of study the tendencies of, of comedians. I see how they set up jokes. I see how they kind of control the crowd. I think one of the greatest skills in comedy is IE Dave Chappelle being able just to talk to the crowd where he doesn't really set up punchlines. I mean, he still sets up punchlines and jokes and stuff like that. And also crowd control in the sense of not necessarily dealing with a heckler which is important in comedy but the fact that you could get them like getting people to the point of laughing and having them do the hysterical like windex laugh like <laughs> like breathing all crazy and keeping them there is easy but to get them to that point then bring them all the way down then get them to that point i think is a skill and like chris rock is a legendary hall of fame comedian but i to me <sighs> I watched like maybe 20 to 30 minutes of the special. And then I seen a couple clips, like you said. Um, so I didn't even get to the will part. My thing is like, even if that joke is in there that they said that was in there talking about, I wanted to watch that movie that Will Smith just sort of was a slave in because I want to see him get his ass whooped. Like that's still a witty joke. I get it because it's like, Oh, it's like for some reason. Well, not for some reason. There's some valid reason there, but people feel like Chris Rock kind of has like anti-black sentiments because he made fun of Jada with alopecia and then he made fun of obviously Will Smith saying that he wants to see a slave get his ass whooped. But at the same time, Will Smith's the one that started the slave movie, too, which I don't know why we still making them. It's like, fuck, but come on. Um, Like Chris Rock is still funny. And if you don't like Chris Rock's sense of comedy. I'm not mad at that, but to act like he's not funny, to act like he's super bitter. Like, niggas knew, like, Netflix knew what they were doing making this alive. We knew what we was doing by tuning in to watch this. We still would have watched a Chris Rock special if he didn't get slapped, but the moment we watched this, we, you don't fuck with Chris Rock? I don't know. He's just in that limelight where I don't think he's like, he's He's ha ha funny. But he's not. Would you say him and Kevin Hart are the same? Like one and the same? 
There was a point in time when Kevin Hart was actually like black funny. Now, as far as like he's dabbled into obviously commercials, movies, and you know endorsement deals and everything, there's there's a point to where that strips away from comedy, where that strips away from the actual craft that you came in the business to do. And I think we've all seen Chris Rock, and I can name probably more movies I've seen Chris Rock in than actual comedy specials. He's got a few, though. I know that, but like I said, I can't name a comedy special that Chris Rock was in. I can name movies that he was in. But how many have you seen, too? One. Yeah, I mean... I- and it was old. It was like 90s. It was either early, late 90s or early 2000s. Because Chris Rock has a few good ones. Um, and I just think it's... I think Chris Rock is... actually ha-ha laughed? The two that I'm thinking of, yeah. I think with Chris Rock, the problem is like he's kind of in that same realm that Kevin Hart is in to where the antics are more funny than the comedy. Um, but like Chris Rock also has great thought provoking comedy. Like he, he outside of like this one, this one felt very pandery. Like I feel like a lot of comedians nowadays kind of talk about the current times, and I guess comedians have always done that, but it never felt like it felt like I have to get my shit off about the current topics of the world because everybody's talking about these topics rather than your to me like what I love about podcasting and what I love about like humor, like especially a comedy podcast or like people who are naturally funny, like I think we're like naturally funny on podcasts is. When I listen to a podcast, I like shit that I can relate to as far as stories and their life goes. Mm-hmm. I care about the current topics, but every time I listen to an older podcast, because obviously I do it for us to listen to the shorts, uh, TikToks and stuff like that. I can't go back to an older podcast usually for someone else's show because it dates it for me. Right. So it always doesn't. It feels unnatural because it's like, oh yeah, I remember this time. Like it, it's like for a cool sec, for a split second, it's like cool, but then it gets annoying because everybody's talking about certain topics that we are like beat it, beat down to a drum. Right. Whereas like when you, so, you hear someone telling a story, like regardless of whoever it is, that's like their life, and I like bonding on shit like that. And I feel like that's like to me, like Tom Segura was pretty good at like. Mixing and blending pretty well Like hmm. Give me your Your top three Black comedians I'm going You want this in order Or just like randomly Or just your top three I'm going Hannibal Burris What the fuck It's my top three You ass nigga But um Well I'm saying like If you if you like Hannibal Burris, you would I would think you would like Chris Rock. No, I don't like Chris Rock. But Hannibal Burris, um, That's crazy to me. Let's see. That's also crazy that he's in your top three. Well, me, because I first one was I just good. like a nigga that could, like an uncle like an uncle like vibe. So I'm I'm gonna just say Mike Epps. Oh yeah, fuck. I forgot about Mike Epps. Um hmm. Damn, damn, damn. To be more political. Like as far as like just information, I'm gonna go DL Hughley. Either DL Hughley or I'm going. 
Fuck no. I, eh, I don't know about Steve Harvey. I'll go um, Ricky Smiley. I'll go Ricky Smiley. One of my favorites too. That is an interesting, interesting ass list. Um, I got more of a, I guess, basic list, but not really. But that's because I don't think I've ever watched specials from these people that I didn't like. I'm not going to have any of the Kings of Comedy or Queens of Comedy just because I never watched them enough. Like, I watched the movie, but I don't really remember the movie. Uh, for me, Patrice O'Neal is up there. Um, Dave's obviously up there. Dave Chappelle's up there. And my third, third is where it gets tr- tough. Because it's, because personally, I feel like I like Cat Williams more. But the more specials that Cat Williams has put out, it's kind of lessened to where it's not as funny. But then, obviously, Kevin Hart early was hilarious. Um, Marlon Wayans is pretty good. Mike Epps is pretty good. Hannibal has had his moments. Uh, Bill Bellamy is okay. Um, fuck. Like, the more I'm thinking about the black comedians, I'm thinking there's some good ones out there. Um, Earthquake. I like Earthquake, too. Earthquake, yeah, he wasn't bad. Um, Aries Spears is not bad, too. He had a decent... Corey Holcomb had a good... There's a lot of good black comedians. This is tough. I'm trying to think of a third. I want, I want, At first, I was going to say Cat Williams, but... I don't know. Yeah, I'll put Cat Williams. Fuck it. I'll keep my list basic. I'm kind of sad that Patrice O'Neal died. I really feel like he could have been him easily. But. Yeah. My favorite early ones from the the nineties that like I wish he could have lived long to see how he how much of an impact that he had is um Robin Harris. He was one of my pops' favorites. He was one of my favorites, like growing up listening to listening to him. He was if you don't know him, he's the dad off of uh, the house party movies and I know you know this shit. You probably haven't seen it, but you but every nigga. I'd know him if I saw him type of thing. Baby kids and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was he was definitely one of those ones that I wish he could have lived long enough to like for me to actually like see his comedy specials and understand them. And like just just different times on how shit was back then, you know. So Holy shit, speaking of the nineties, um I really forgot like Def Comedy Jam was really like, I really wish we had something like that now. Cause shit, I mean Martin Lawrence was hilarious in that. Bernie Mac was hilarious in that. Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric, Chris Tucker. I forgot Chris, Chris Tucker, Tucker was a comedian. He, <laughs> like, he, he, start, he started as a comedian. Yeah, like when I just he's actually had some funny moments. I I seen like not recently, but it's like within like this decade. He had a comedy special, which was not too bad. I I fuck. I still I still love Chris Tucker. I'd watch it. Oh yeah, I think I might have. I think I might have watched a little bit of it. Probably still on Netflix, actually. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember that now. It was like his first one, like was he wearing a suit or something? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I used to love comedy. I think comedy was like my favorite thing to watch. Like, I wouldn't watch a movie; I just watch some stand up. Because mm-hmm. I think there's something to that to where if a nigga could just 
I mean, I guess we're doing it. But, like, if a nigga can stand on stage with a microphone and just have you laughing just off his words, like, to me, I feel like that's the purest form of entertainment because you don't need no CGI. You don't need no budget. It's just a nigga in a mic. Right. Flashy yeah. clothes. I mean, you got to think of, like, Eddie Murphy Raw. That's iconic. Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor. Ooh, I'm going to sound. I'm going to go Paul Mooney. I have to go Paul Mooney. I love Paul Mooney. I don't really. God rest the dead. I don't know. To both of them. Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney, I think he, I don't know, I think it was just a menace to society. Like, he just really wanted to make white people uncomfortable. That's why I loved him. That's weird to me. <laughs> Cause I don't think I could ever go to a show like that because I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? And that's why I kind of, like, not to harp on an old topic because I just like I get through some of this, like, the major topics. But, <sighs> nigga. Nah, fuck it. I'm not even going to say it. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to leave that alone. But speaking of not leaving some shit alone, Jonathan Majors, King, and Ant-Man was the Creed villain. Um, Did you see his Ebony cover? I did not. It's the one where he's wearing the, the, like, jacket on his shoulders. He has a red uh, scully, and he has his shirt off. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I peeped it. So, they're saying that this is, like, what they try to do to dehumanize the, the black male, uh, make him more feminine so that he's not as threatening. And it's kind of actually, it's actually a perfect segue now that I think about it, that I did it subconsciously. Because in Hollywood, every time that there's a predominantly black male figure, they do try to emasculate him by making him wear a dress. Because outside of Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams, all other black comedians have technically, the ones that have made it and like been mainstream, worn dresses. So I say all that to say that I don't feel... I Tyler Perry. I don't feel like, like this cover was emasculating Jonathan Majors. Like he could have been very well a part of it. In actuality, it was a callback to anime and One Piece, and One Piece is my favorite anime of all time, and it was inspired by the character Don Quixote Doflamingo, which in reality, which the irony in that of everybody saying that he looks feminine and this is making black men look weak in Hollywood's eyes, is that Doflamingo in One Piece is the most savage villain we got. Like, he about all the smoke. He killed his fucking dad. That nigga's about it. <laughs> he, he killed he killed his dad because his dad moved from basically from the suburbs to the hood and got his mom sick and she died because they didn't have the medicines in the world and his dad wanted to do that to relate to the world but the world was like hey nigga we in this position because of y'all niggas that was living in the suburbs and then he killed his own brother like Doflamingo is one of the most savages niggas in anime and niggas was like nah you a bitch ass because he not it's emasculating the black men. So it's like, if you even got the context of it, you it made more sense. And I don't even think that covers that crazy. Because, like, to me, and I feel like you might feel like this, but obviously you can speak for yourself. I don't feel like, outside of being in a dentist's office or a doctor's office, I don't feel like I really looked at magazines or really looked at magazines to the point where I feel like it would be an influence to me. Like, are we really scared for our kids looking at this cover granted they can see this cover easily because of social media because of niggas felt some type of way about it and wanted to talk about it and this that, and third but 
why do niggas feel like what Jonathan Majors is wearing or like niggas who paint their fingernails or niggas that have man purses? I mean, you have one like mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Why do niggas feel like that's emasculating men to the point to where they feel like there's no good men around? Unlike male leaders. Niggas don't like seeing niggas comfortable, other niggas comfortable in their skin. Because I don't know if it's something that as far as like a, like a trigger for them or like something that they just don't like to see, you know, like, like, like I told you like about like a month or two ago, some niggas just like to see shit burn. Like as far as like just being just, just everybody, some people just like hating, you know, it's in them to do it. Like, like, like the Dave Chappelle player haters ball. Like the nigga, niggas just can't, they itching just to hate or talk about some shit. So are you at all worried if your son sees this cover? Like, do you feel like the powers that be, you'd be worried, like, about your son feeling like they want to be more feminine, I guess? No. Mm. Because that means, because as a father, hopefully I'll, I'll get to that, um, that gracious gift one of these days. As a father, my job is to provide and protect. Mm Mm-hmm. And also love mm-hmm. and nourish. Mm-hmm. With loving and nourishing comes with who they are and how they feel and how comfortable that they are in their own skin. And if I did that for them, if I provided everything that I can for them as far as being loved, being nurtured, being able to be comfortable in their own skin, being able to talk to me about any fucking thing that may go on in their life, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. I lived a perfect life Mm. as a daddy. I'm, Mm. I'm cool. I'm fine. You know, I I feel like, I I feel like, I feel like there's no, obviously there's no easy way to prepare for parenthood or be a dad. But I feel like there's just some shit that's so simple that could just be that could just be human nature and it could just be common sense that you know it should just be it, it should just come naturally just to love your child for whatever they are mm-hmm. you know whatever that they're into whether it be you know same sex or whether it be different I really I really don't give a damn you know as long as they're happy then I'm 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 happy. And I'm I'd be truly I'd be truly blessed if one day I get granted with you know having a child of my own. I just feel like so we could talk shit about Brian. <laughs> I just feel like um, I don't think my son is going to be questioning his masculinity from the pictures because it's a it's a magazine cover and i don't even feel like they look that crazy especially if it, 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 it even it if you didn't honestly even if you take out the the doflamingo thing if you just strictly look at it from the artistical standpoint of a magazine i think magazines are like looking different it's a good photo but yeah. i mean like to me i've had but i've had the luxury of having good male role models in my life 
So maybe in a world where you don't have the good male role models, like if say if someone's like a single mother and like she's raising a son, maybe there's a world where you could possibly see where this could be the detriment because she she can't really explain the like men mindset and stuff like that. But even then, like every person that's been a single mother has had men in their life. To where they could be a good influence on the kid. And it feels like as long as the influence is good, like, I don't, like, there's plenty of male shit that your son still need to be taught. Like, if niggas don't know how to change a tire or don't know any sort of tech savvy type shit or any male type of things that he could protect and provide for his family, then that's more alarming than if he has a man purse or nails painted or Whatever have you. I'm not, I don't think I'll do it. Maybe I'll rock the fanny pack just off the sense, sense of like. It's convenient as hell. You ain't got to worry about shit in your pocket. You know, you ain't got to worry about, you know, smashing your card in your wall or whatever. You ain't got to worry about sitting on your car keys or whatever, triggering off the alarm. Trust me, this has happened countless fucking times. I have, I, I have the little man purse and I love it. I love it wholeheartedly. I keep my phone there. I keep all the shit that I need on that on a going out basis. You know, I keep eye drops in there. I keep two sets of contacts in there. I keep um my chapstick in there. I keep a lot of shit in there. A charging pack in there. I just, I just think it's I'm uh, telling you guys all this within like confidential things because best not rob me. I, I just think For some bullshit that's in my fat. <laughs> well, I just think it, I think it's more so like a trend. Um, for me, it's convenient. I don't give a fuck about what anybody else uses it for. Yeah, but it's trending now. Um, like the red boots, like you niggas love stupid shit, and you love shit that's just love Astro Boy boots. I might get some Astro Boy boots. I, might, I got a fit right now in this closet that will prove otherwise. I might fuck with you less because they about 300 So? But. I spend more on tickets. I say all that to say, I think. I fuck around and get you those. I would not wear them. Uh, I, I say all that to say that my question in masculinity and where the male <coughs> species is going, just strictly talking about males, my guard will be up and where I have a different stance is if niggas start. <laughs> I think, I think it was a boondocks episode, but like when Riley started wearing like a crop top and like a mini oh, skirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I if see, niggas start doing exactly that, it's like, hey, it's like, hey, man, we gotta, we gotta sit down and have a discussion. But until then, I don't know. I'm I'm not easily influenced, and then also on top of that, it's just like niggas gonna do what niggas gonna do. Niggas was suspect for them rap names in there too. Niggas was calling themselves Thugnificent. I feel like that wouldn't be a bad one. Gangsterlicious. Gangsterlicious would be worse than Thugnificent. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's what I thought she was gonna start off with. Crazy as hell. But um, yeah. But they're also speaking of something that's kind of sassy and um. A female trait, I guess. I'm calling a grown ass man gangsterlicious. Um, the Michael B. Jordan interview. I'm sure you've seen it. It's literally been everywhere. It was a premiere Creed. I think it was in New York. It's crazy. I love um, L'Oreal too. L'Oreal was interviewing him, and I guess they went way back. And he kind of pressed her in a sassy kind of manner, like, "Oh, didn't you call me corny?" And she was trying to say that no, she didn't call him corny on their platform. 
they still handled the interview like adults, and it was still some professionalism there. But um, I'm here to say, oh, I got some hot takes. I wish I had some gunshots, too. I'm here to say that Michael B. Jordan was not corny in handling that interview. And even if people want to say, she didn't even say it, so he looks goofy for even saying that. She said that she knew this nigga. So if you, by definition, if you know this nigga and make it known that you know this nigga and we go way back because we went to high school together or middle school, whatever the school it was, doesn't matter. If we went to school together, at that point, if you know me and you don't deem me as corny, defend my fucking honor if you if someone's talking about me in a bad light. And then on top of that, you was like, you called him corny because his name was Michael Jordan. Then you call him corny for carrying headshots. That's th- little shit. At the time, I think he was in the wire. So he was still one of them niggas <laughs> that was up, up, and it made sense of why he carried his headshots. I think he was around. a teenager, too, matter of fact. So if it was in high school, yeah, he was in the wire. So it was like he was on one of the most popular shows in the world that some people argue is the best show ever. It's a crazy feat by itself. And then you still calling this nigga corny. And then I hate to break it to you, internet, but ooh, I'm on some hot take shit. If a nigga, if the whole dynamic of the relationship is you just constantly teasing me or roasting me or whatever, that's not a fucking friendship. Like, be like, fuck, be fucking for real. Right. So I don't, I can't gain nothing off of that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I just see you as an asshole. Right, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's like a nigga saying, "Boy, you look the same as high school." Shut the fuck up. Like, fuck, to, what am I gonna do with that? Like, to me, I don't think he was corny at all, and I, I hate that narrative. I of, still get that, by the way, of of corny. Like, I always hated it because in what context, right? So there's two different contexts. So like the co- context of the shorty that called Michael B. Jordan uh, corny. I it, what makes him corny is well, she says she, he's corny because he only dates white women. Can't help who you date? You can't help who you like. I don't know if I'm rolling with that. Only because you choose like like white women. Yeah, but corny? no, that's just choosing who you who you want to associate with or but who it, you it, want it, to. But it depends. Depends. It's hard to say you like you you for. Hmm, how do I want to word this? Because it's kind of corny, the dude that says like. Like, oh, I'm all about the black issues, the black struggle. I want to help all my brothers and sisters. And then they go to their white wife. Like that one nigga off of Don't Be a Mrs. Yeah, yeah. that's a, Yeah, exactly. That's how it kind of be looking when no, certain niggas move a certain way. Now, I'm not saying you have to be with a sister to support black issues, but it'd be like some things is a time and a place. Like, like I heard a nigga took his white girl to a black museum during black history month about seeing this like African exhibit type of thing. To me, that's crazy as hell. I would never do no shit like that. I, that's just me though. This is me. I, and I'm, I'm cool with white women. I've talked to oh, white man. women in the past, but I would not do that shit. And she better not ask me that shit. I look at her like she crazy as hell. I'm like nigga, this is time and place dog. What? the <laughs> And like, cause it, it, like even like RG three. I know you follow RG three on IG. I do. He be making the craziest TikToks with his wife. He happy. 
He happy. I, I give him that. I'm not there's mad no, at someone being happy. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But RG3, I can see a world why somebody would call him corny. Raccoon. Because <laughs> also another thing that didn't help, too, was the Bronny James thing. He went too insane with that one. Old bitter people are mad at Bronny James for taking a white woman to the bronze. Like, all right, all right, yeah, RG three. I this hit home, huh? I used to be my nigga too. That hit home, and then like, <laughs> like, so I could see a world where you call someone corny for dating outside of the race, and then trying to be so supportive of the race, especially when the race holds it down, and everybody's like, oh, well, why does it matter who you date? It kind of do, because uh, if we being honest. If You're you judged by the company you keep. Right. And then if you dating someone that doesn't look like, I'm not saying they have to look like your sister or your mother or your cousin, but, like, you get what I'm trying to say in the gist of, like, if you don't date someone that knows the problems and struggles that you go through as the color of your skin, she ain't never going to get it. No matter how much you tell her, how much you teach her, how much she down for the culture, she could always leave. You can't. Because you got Harley. you got sisters that look like you, you got cousins that look like you, you got nieces, nephews, all that shit. Like we got family that look like us for us and will always be part of us. That's why people get so upset when like like certain races use the rap group or use the culture for their benefit because they can always bounce and never come back. Um so that's the way well, that was the context in which the co host to L'Oreal called Michael B. Jordan Corny. Um and then the other way you could call someone corny is because they're a good straight up dude who like likes anime. And the thing I hate about our an, not anime, just geek culture in general. The thing I hate about calling someone like a geek or a nerd, it it really pisses me off because all it really callous, honestly. All it really is is like a nigga being a fan of something that he really likes. Cause like you can say the same about niggas that like baseball. You can say the same about niggas that like football. You can say the same about niggas who like I'm cool movies. I like baseball. Uh, well, I'm saying like in the sense of like oh, calling someone a geek or a nerd, it's like it's just a fan of like culture and certain things. Like some of these niggas be running like grown ass man be wearing face paint to a football game, whole body covered. It's like bro, you a you technically a nerd, like when you think about it. Niggas was dressed up, has a whole car at Ford Field. I believe like it. Motor and everything. I believe, and then niggas want to say, "Nigga nah. had a big ass lion's chain." I'm like, "All right, bro, I see, I see how you rocking." Hey, that I praise him. I, I doubt that nigga up. I was like, "Hey, but bro, see, yeah, that's what I'm saying." I I would look at it as a fan. I wouldn't call him like a nerd or a geek or anything oh, like hell that. No, man. And then cool. like another thing too is like niggas would be like, "Oh, you like anime? You like cartoons?" So that makes Michael B. Jordan corny because he's a nerd. Nigga, damn near everybody in the world like Family Guy, like American Dad, like American Dad, King of the Hill, guy, kind of like Adult Swim, South Park, niggas Rick and Morty, watching Simpsons. Simpsons, like, bro, on like the seventy th- fifth hundred season, like, yeah. like it's like, yo, bro, you realize that you like animations, right? Like, you like anime. It's just we like Japanese anime. You like American anime. That's literally the only difference. So, what the fuck are we talking about? So, I hate, I hate when people put corny on certain things because it's like the only people that, and another thing too, to go back to the like race dating and stuff like that, is like the niggas who put corny on shit be us. When it don't have to be corny at all. Like, 
It's okay to be normal, my nigga. I promise you. It really is. What like yo, yo, he corny because he don't do this, he don't do that, he don't date this, he don't date that. He could have I I can't speak for Michael B. Jordan, because obviously he's voted like sexiest man alive and one of the I magazines. I can't compete with that. I can't compete I, with that. Can, yeah. But I've been in situations to where like I don't discriminate at all. I would love to date a sister, but it just never aligned to where I was feeling this shorty and she was feeling me and we had similar interests or like it just gelled well to where it worked together. It's never been that way for me, unfortunately. That's not me saying I wouldn't date a sister, but yeah, it hasn't been that case. So I can't. So I don't want to be called corny just because I haven't had the opportunity to date a sister because I would. The cars lined up right with me in a moment, but you know that's here or there. But yeah, but I'm, I'm also talking about the spectrum too because I feel like that's another thing because niggas say they want to date a sister and then end up dating the light skin there's nothing wrong with light-skinned women i fuck with light-skinned women but as far as i'm not a colorist like i would date a beautiful black dark-skinned woman but i just haven't had that luxury because of things happening online because me personally my dick don't discriminate I don't, no, that wasn't shade towards you i'm just saying in general because <laughs> like, no i'm just saying in general because like i'll have i've had homies in the past who like we be just talking, you know, like, nigga shit, like, you know, locker room talk. It's like, oh, I'll date a black girl. And then they immediately always point to a light skin. And I'm like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm like, I be showing up, like, yo, you know, there's a beautiful, there's beautiful dark skinned women. Yeah, man. I'm peanut butter complexion. You know, you get the, you get, you get the skin color. Like, we, we, we got, we're, we're genuine. You know, we're, we're good chocolate peanut butter collection, uh, complexion, you know. I think I think I think I don't think we're dark skinned but like like I said we're in we're like that I was in just bigging up dark skin and you <laughs> what? <laughs> Why you just shit on it like what? <laughs> you said we're we're a good complexion. Yeah, as black males we are a good complexion. We're 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 good you're still shitting on dark skin. I was just bigging up dark skin. Oh, I get what you're saying. Now. And then yeah. you're like, yo, but we're a good complexion. I apologize to my to my <laughs> niggas out there. My my. <laughs> this nigga got it, bro. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but now they gonna call us corny. They're like, yo, y'all fuck with sisters. <laughs> I love my niggas, man. This nigga said, my niggas. What, bro? What is buddy on? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. So it's think- all laughs here on the Tyler Bryan Hour. Right to shit fire stars. Do you feel like... <laughs> do you feel like he was corny in what he did? No. Hmm. No, not really. I mean, if you want to say it was corny to... Coming a woman like that, I'm not mad at that. But look, I'm gonna look at the camera. I'm looking hard. And one of those aspects where, like, the, if a nigga, if you're feeling yourself, you know, it's your premiere. Mm-hmm. You're on the red carpet, and you directed this movie too. And you know, a short shorty that like in oh, high school, from high school, like, oh yeah, you call me corny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. airing that. I'm showing ass. Look, yeah, look, look, that's that what ass, I was gonna right? say in the camera. I'm gonna get in the camera and look at you. Any nigga that that's what I'm saying. If this shit blow up, if the Tyler Bryan hour blow up and it gets to what point where I wanted to go and where I think it could go, and niggas come back to me talking about all oh, these new people can do that weird. shit, it, bro, I'm on your ass. You called me weird before. You called Tyler weird before. I remember you and niggas used to do that shit. But like, yo, why you kick with Tyler? Tyler weird. I think niggas be individuals, bro. 
I don't look at niggas like I don't look at niggas like they not themselves. Like I appreciate niggas for being themselves. So to me, y'all niggas weird because y'all always wanted to group up and think, man, I can't wait. Um, I'm showing my whole ass. Like, cause y'all niggas, there's definitely niggas that didn't believe in the, the dream. Talk about you need to do this, you need to do that. Man, fuck out of here. Lame ass niggas. Yeah, I don't think Michael B. Jordan's corny. Just think, just think y'all niggas need to do better, man. I don't know. I don't I think know. y'all just need to get happy. That get part happy. too. Get happy, man. See, see a therapist, man. Work, work on being a better person for you, your family, and the others around you. Well, do wonders for your for yourself. I will say too, like Shorty did double down on the corniness, and then she also called Nick Cannon corny. At least she stood by it. You yeah. can't be mad at somebody that st- stands by what they say. True. So. And I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> um, it is what it is by that. But um, rate the shit five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere on your streaming, um, whatever your stream <laughs> desires. So Zendaya is supposed to be getting a million dollars per episode in the next season of Euphoria. I don't watch Euphoria anyway. Damn, you don't watch it? Hell no, I don't watch that shit. That shit good. Shit gooder than a bitch. Um, Bro, you watch it because everybody else watch it. No. Yeah. I got put on season one. So you watched it because somebody else watched it. But I got put on before season two. You got it. Season two is where it got hyped. You got it. So I was able to watch it live with all the other niggas. All right, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like you followed me for cool, bro. when I got on to it. All right, cool. But and I also liked it. Except, you, bro. Except what was crazy is like so much wild shit was shown during season one, and niggas watched that shit at work. And that yeah, that was I was playing fucking like Code Red with my fucking phone, <laughs> but. <laughs> So I ain't gonna lie. So Zendaya plays a great crackhead and a drug addict on that show, and she like smokes that role. My only thing with that is like, I don't know. I, I just i I feel weary about the show. I don't know what she was getting paid before, but to go from wherever she was getting paid before to a million dollars, not saying she don't deserve it, not saying she don't kill that role, but I just I just think from a budget standpoint of like, damn, if you get a million, uh. Old boys getting popular. Sydney's getting popular. There's a lot of people that's becoming self-efficient stars that that could fuck up the budget and could fuck up the show. Then old boys just get into a him run. Yeah, like he on the run like right now as we speak. Well, allegedly, but because you get sued for saying that shit. But um, yeah, he might need some scrilla shit if he. If yeah, he, you know what I'm saying. So allegedly. So I mean, rightfully so. I mean, get your bag. Like I, the way I've always looked at contracts and and things like that. Like obviously, we're not up up there yet. But like, if eventually we do get to a point where we're like well off, anything that I do, I'm gonna try to accommodate for what I think I can make in a year. So in theory, say like, if I could be self efficient off a of the hundred thousand a year every time. Like if I was like an artist, if I was an actor, they say you they say you should split that money in half. What do you mean? So, like, the way I always, the way that I always budget myself, you take your budget, you know, anything that you might need within, like, a week or, you know, two-week span, whenever, the next time you get paid, you take that budget that you think you need, and you split that in half, and that's what you go off of. 
that's what you live off of. What I got to do with getting paid, though? <laughs> Oh, you got it, bro. (laughs) I I get it. No, what I'm saying is, if I think that I could live off a year with 100000 that's what I want to get paid, if that makes sense. That's what I was trying to say. They're going to cut your shit now. Hell no. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying. (laughs) Like, if I, if I, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you think you need this, nigga. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I get up to a point to where I'm successful and I'm well off and I'm like somebody, whatever, like, like if I was an artist. Every feature, what I'm charging for features, is a hundred thousand. Like if I think if I can live off a year off a hundred thousand, every time I do a feature on a song, that's my rate. You ain't doing a base price like a base discount, nigga. That is the base price, nigga. That's, that's what I'm crazy. saying. Every no, that's not crazy. I know it's not crazy, but, but what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, or what I'm trying to allude to, is like every time I go out to do something, I want it to be where like if I stop today, I'd be good. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So that, that that's what Zendaya feels like. Cause I don't know what the fuck show she gonna get on next. You, you your rate is a million, but she already getting back off of Spider Man. That's what she, yeah, you know, Spidey's Spy, little homegirl. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the bag is not stopping. Mm-hmm. So, but shout out to her though. I ain't mad at it. definitely. Um. So did you see Duel with Seven Baby Mamas? I so there was a guy going around on TikTok that he like boozy. Um. He has seven baby mamas with seven kids and. He told all these women that the only reason that he has seven baby moms with seven kids is because he told these women he did not want to have kids. And they ended up keeping the kid. He told them that he would pay for the plan B. He would pay for the abortions, but he did not want to have kids. So he knowingly, I'm assuming that he disclosed this information because I have a totally different argument if he did not disclose this information and he led these women on. But. His whole point was basically, why should I have to pay for these kids when I told the woman from Jump that I do not want to have these kids? Even though we did lay and have intercourse, we did have unprotected sex, and he did nut in them. And I get what everybody's saying, and I get the woman aspect of, like, nigga, you could have just wore a condom. But it could have got a vasectomy. Like, I understand all the women's perspectives. But if, in the sense of, the sake of the argument because he went crazy at that like there was some shit at the tail end where he was like basically why would i want to have a kid with these women if they're willingly to lay like they're wanting to lay down with me and open their legs to me and this other thing like he started going crazy at that that's wild i'm gonna cut it i'm gonna cut it off right here for the sake of conversation and sake of argument um I don't agree with all the shit he said at the very end but the the i'm the only talking from strictly from the standpoint of if he told these women he did not want to have kids, I know the action didn't meet that, but if he was honest from jump, one, my question to you is, why don't people believe honesty? And then two, my question to you, is he a deadbeat? Is he a deadbeat? Like, he said to these women that he did, will not be in the kid's life because he did not want these kids. I just had a conversation with with the shorty about this um, a couple of days ago about, like, you know that, that one meme on Twitter where, like, unpopular opinion, like, it was like a cartoon, like, all the swords are out on this nigga. And he's just sitting there just chilling. Mm-hmm. She, and it had something to do with the this conversation. And, like, she was like, she was like, my unpopular opinion, if, if, if a if a 
male doesn't has intercourse and you know you know they the woman gets pregnant and he doesn't want to have the baby then that should be his choice he you know he doesn't want to have it they don't want to have it but also it's her body Mm-hmm. You know, if she wants to keep it, she's going to. If she wants to get rid of it, she's going to. That's and there's what, not a damn thing you could do about that. That's that's literally what his sentiment was, because he was like, if it's her body, her choice, it's my life, my choice. It's tricky. Um is but going back, is he a deadbeat? I say no. But I'll I'll explain before y'all niggas kill me in the comments. I'll explain why I say no. What makes a deadbeat a deadbeat? A person that's trying to be a father and they fail, or a person that just doesn't want to be in the lo- in their life whatsoever? Because I've had I've had people that try to be in their kid's life, and you know, little twists and turns down the road, and like you know, it comes to a situation where the mother just doesn't want you know them around the kid, and like. But he's trying to like give her money, you know, child support and stuff like that. And that's people still consider that a deadbeat. I don't know why. That's weird. But, you know, at the same time, I've seen niggas where like they ain't in there at all. To me, I feel like that's a deadbeat. Because for you to make a child and for you not to have any type of relationship or just not have any type of feeling for your own seed. And not want to be a part of that. You really ain't shit. I mean, for the argument's sake, like, I'm with you as far as what you just said. But for the argument's sake, I think we need different definitions. Because the dude, in the first scenario you put out there of the guy trying, he's trying to pay the bills, he's doing the best he can to be in an active role in the child's life. I wouldn't call him a deadbeat. I don't know what you would call him, but I wouldn't call him a deadbeat. And then situation two of the guy who knowingly does not want to be a part of the child's life has made that very clear to the woman. The woman proceeds to have the kid, and he's still on a sentiment of like, nah, I ain't going to be in that baby's life. I ain't going to be in that little nigga's life. I don't call him a deadbeat because he was honest from the jump. I don't know what term you would call him, and if that the technical definition term is a deadbeat, I think there's levels to deadbeat. Yeah. Like, if, if you want to say dude is like a level one deadbeat in the first scenario and then you want to say a guy because to me the guy that never wanted to be there is not worse than the guy who actively goes in and out i rather you either a all the way in or you just not there at all b not there at all then c you somewhat there, somewhat not. Somewhat there, somewhat not. Like, you build a... You fuck with a kid's psyche in the sense of, like, they think they're going to have their dad in their life. They think they're going to have this rapport with their father in their life. And then they never get that because the father keeps pump faking. I've seen that personally happen to homegirls of mine and their kids. And that Same. shit looks hella nasty. So, I'm not going to call dude with the seven kids a deadbeat because at some point in time, they tie in together in the sense of, like, you have to believe Mel honestly. Like at what point in time, like it's like the internet wanted to shun this dude for being a piece of shit and all these different characteristics that like he's kind of a savage for. But at the same time, why not just believe the nigga? 
Like we so quick to make everybody the hero when somebody has to be the villain. Some niggas openly accept the role of the villain, and you're like, you still don't want to believe that nigga is a villain. And I'm not calling him a villain in the sake of this standpoint. I'm calling him like he actively made this decision to do this. He's also actively had women make the decision to do that. I can't because I I put because I was talking to my grandma about this, and I put the scenario of like say you had the son that did this to the women and then say you had the girl that was one of the baby mamas with another dude in this situation. Like you're like you had a daughter and you had a son, right? I'm more mad at the daughter than I am at the son. The son is an asshole. The son is a piece of shit. Everything you want to describe this nigga as, of course, but he actively made that choice. The daughter didn't have to be a part of that situation, but she chose to be a part of that situation. Like don't lay and have sex with the guy who already has six baby mamas with six different kids that he's not taking care of. That's just mathematics at that point. Like, and I get it. It's like, and well, he already, and he already confirmed what, what time it was when, you know, y'all got together. Yes. And then on top of that, he said he had seven because the ones that had babies kept them. Who knows who, how much realistically he could have had. And it's like, even then, it's like, how much do you expect to get? Like, for the first two or three women, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't fault him. I wouldn't fault him at all. Like, especially if he, especially if what he's saying is, because all I have to go off of is the TikTok. So the TikTok could have been a flat out lie. He could have coerced these women. He could have been selling them a dream, talking about love, marriage, this and the third. And could then been some dirty shit. Right. Then this is, I have a completely different argument and I won't argue and defend this nigga at all. But if everything he's saying is to be true, because I'm just believing this nigga for face value, because I don't know this nigga, don't care to know this nigga, and that's how he feels about certain shit. If everything what he says is true and at face value, I don't feel bad for four, five, six, and seven. Because it's like, come on, my nigga, at what point are you guys going to believe this nigga? Like, you have to believe people. At some point, you have to. Right. Even if it's at face value, take that nigga's word for it. He's saying he do not want to be a part of these kids' life. And then I was actually listening to the Joe Budden podcast, and then I think they were talking about a point of, like, wouldn't you want that relationship and to figure out both perspectives because I feel like I think Joe was talking about having both perspectives is important because his first baby mom gave him the perspective to his kid about what really happened and obviously when his kid got older and can understand on a man level Joe told him his side of perspective so now his kid has both sides of perspective of what went wrong with mommy and daddy which I think is kind of important. I think that's important. I think that's good. to stay on that point one of the co-hosts was saying that he didn't feel the need to have that and then he, like, Joe was like, either way, I would want to know. Because he got mom's story, he would want to know dad's story. And even if dad's story was, hey, nigga, she kept you. I didn't want you. So that's why I wasn't there. Right. Some people would want to know that. And then I feel like, me personally, I know it doesn't happen because it's the guy versus the girl. But if I was in a situation to where my kid his mother did not want to be a part of the life whatsoever and wanted to have this kid and this and the third. I'm not putting my kid through that. If my kid wants to actively go out there and find his mother and have that conversation of the why she didn't want this nigga, then that's a different type of situation. I'll support my kid wholeheartedly. But if the mom's saying, fuck this nigga, and you don't want to be part of life, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about no child support. I'll figure it out. But that's just my mindset. And like I choose to accept fates and situations I put myself into too. Oh, Harley.
I don't know. I just feel like we need different names for shit. Because I'm not going to call a nigga a deadbeat that's... Like, even if it's an asshole thing to do and he's a savage, he's a piece of shit, all these things you want to use to describe him. He told the truth. I gotta believe niggas. I don't know, man. Even a nigga who's doing the bare minimum of being in a child's life, giving like $50 a month or some stupid shit like that, or like going to going to baseball games and going to one and not the doubleheader, you know, like just going and leaving for the other. Like, yeah, that means a lot. It's still something, you know? Mm-hmm. And for a nigga that you just completely disregard that and just be like, hey, you know, you just gonna have to be on your own. To me, that puts a sour taste in my mouth. That I, that Why? As far as truth, truth, okay, I'll put it like this. Truthfully, you can't be mad at the nigga. Mor- morally, morale-wise, morale it sucks and it's shitty. I'm just looking at him as as much as that as morale wise. So that's ho- that's all I have to say about that. Even okay, I even counter that. Why? Why not? Why does your morale go to that when you can compartmentalize and others can't? What do you mean? Like, you could look at it from different aspects because I think you're a person that's emotionally tapped into different shit. There's some niggas that just surface level niggas. Some niggas that will not leave the block. And all they know is the block. All they worried about is the block. There's some niggas that all they worry about is getting this nut off and I'll accept other consequences. There's some niggas that want to build a family, want to build a future. Okay, but what the fuck that got to do with me? Like, I, it's just my emotions coming into play. I ain't worried about them niggas that just on the block. That could be them. That could be their life. You just answered the question, though. You said why? But that's what I'm saying. You said, why do I have to worry about that when it could just be them niggas? That's what I'm saying. It's them niggas. So what the fuck that got to do with me, though? Why are you allowing yourself to feel that for that situation if it's them niggas and them niggas got to worry about it? Because from an overall view, outside looking in, I can't say that they shitty. But that's, I'm not saying you can't say that it's shitty. I'm saying you're saying how you feel about it. That's how I feel about it. What are you talking about? Well, I'm saying like you, but that's what I'm saying. It's like if them niggas over there ain't worried about shit, you don't have to worry about shit over there. It could just be them niggas. Because the way I looked at this situation, I'm like, that nigga telling the truth. That nigga telling the truth. Also, we also both, obviously, we both obviously have an opinion on it. So. Yeah, opinion's fine, but I don't have no feelings towards it. I kind of do. I don't know. It's just, it's just the whole hardness of me. I'm emotionally involved. And, you know, I just... I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying... I ain't gonna waste my emotions on that because I'm just the way because it also is the internet. So I the way I see it, I'm just like, oh damn, so wild. Because I see it as because I see it, I think about it as like that could be one of your one of your best friends going through that shit, you know, or like best girlfriend, like girlfriends going through that shit. That's how I always set my mind into. I don't know. Mm. It's just how I feel. 
I'm all out of water. I'm all out of mineral water. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I just look at it like that, too, because it, like, there's going to be some new bullshit to next week. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't keep up emotionally. I feel like I'd be fucked up if I really put some emotion behind a lot of this shit. Because you know what to be true, too. Like, it's going to be some ignorant shit. Speaking of some more ignorant shit. Actually, this ain't ignorant. This is actually a good question. So, Kanye West last year said that he didn't want Northwest on the internet. And then, this just this past week, um, uh, Northwest was making TikToks for Ice Spice. Cause I'm guessing, Dressed up as Ice Spice. Mm-hmm. And, um, hmm. How do I feel about this? Because if I guess it's a weird dynamic, right? Because uh, if you're co-parenting, speaking of parenting, especially not being in the same household, um, you got to find middle ground. And Kim Kardashian obviously made a name for herself off the Internet. So did Kanye. Kanye used the Internet to get his free speech off and do all types of wild antics on the internet. They're both internet celebrities. They're both celebrities that will always be in the tabloids of publicity. So I get, and I understand why you wouldn't want your oldest daughter, which I don't know how old she is, but nine. that's what I was thinking, but I don't want to make a guess. She's nine years old. I get it. I understand it. And then it's also different because so many people could have access to her. It's a scary fucking place, but it's actually a scary fucking place because Somebody posted that Northwest is going to end up like Ice Spice. And then they posted a picture of Ice Spice and then the alleged sex tape picture. And I'm like, yeah, she's fucking nine. That's nasty as hell. So I'm not mad at Kanye West for saying that he doesn't want his daughter on the internet. But how, one, how do you feel that Kim Kardashian is letting her have a TikTok? And then also... Letting their dress up as Ice Spice because, you know, Ice Spice telling these boys out here that they a munch and they be fucking. I think, I, I think in that TikTok where she was dressed as Ice Spice, she says something about touching her body or something like that along those lines. I don't want to misquote. No, I don't even want to think about that. But um, just keep it on, like, as far as. As far as that situation goes, I just I, I really just keep it on a surface level of, you know, she's a kid. She's nine years old, you know, like we there's there's Nick there's niggas that we looked up to or like we we idolize or like that we try to dress as still still kinda to this day. You know? And um as far as that goes, I just you know, it's just it's just, just kid shit, man. I mean, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'm rolling with that. I used to want to be the blue Power Ranger so bad. I used to get the I used to get the more for all types of shit. Yeah, but there's a difference between blue Power Ranger and Ice Spice. Big difference. They both saving the world. Nigga, huh? <laughs> I got you all the way off. <laughs> Nigga, just like sound bites and shit. But I mean, yeah, because I don't blame Kanye. But at the same time, with Kanye West. I don't want to say it's his fault, but it's kind of his. F- you good? Smell like someone was burning over. I forgot the candle was on. Oh, uh, but uh, <laughs> like I don't want to blame Kanye West, but at the same time, bro, you married into the Kardashian family. Like these are moguls on the internet and TV, so like they're gonna use the shit out of that to build publicity in TV, right? Um, 
it's a weird slippery slope. You also can't tell a mom how to mom. It's her kids who. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's when you think about it like us, there's shit that there's shit that we've seen or seen or like heard to where like our parents arguing and them niggas really them niggas really ain't listening to each other. Like my dad can tell like you see what this nigga doing? Like you, you don't tell him to go don't tell him to go with Brian and all this shit like that. Don't like as far as like the car shit, I told mom about that. I, we reminisced because we were like going through photos and shit like that. And like, <laughs> if, for those of you who don't know, um, back when Brian first got his license, um, he took my mom's Permit. car. He took my mom's car. He straight up took the mom's car. I had no. I mean, I was just, I was just in there for the ride. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to. I get that. the keys then. <laughs> I think he was gonna do. How I get the keys then, nigga? They were on the table, and it was free game anyway. But um, I didn't know they were on the table. So like, uh, so like he took the keys. I had a permit, and I went in his room, and this nigga brought my, the keys out of my mama's consent. He took the keys. I didn't know that. And um, unbeknownst to me, not even fifteen twenty minutes later, we walking through the bitch. We walking through Merle Hay Mall. I get a phone call or a text that said. You got you and Brian got about five to ten minutes to get my car back here. You got a phone call because we ran into somebody. I think we even ran into Sean. I wonder if he remembers that. But like, I adapted him up, talked to him, chopping it up, and then you over here doing this shit. I'm like, yo, yo, what the fuck? What? Like, we gotta go. You would thought a nigga saw John Wick in the fucking because <laughs> you like in the mall or something. You saw John Wick. <laughs> Stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, he's like, yeah, we gotta go. Um, I don't know if I'm rolling with that because I feel like, and then later on, my pop was like, see, <laughs> I like, I don't know if I'm rolling with that in the sense of like, I feel like the internet is one of the non-negotiables. Yeah, especially when you're Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. It's like my nigga. I get it. Northwest probably does want to make TikToks, but she can wait. Because if you, you look at like kids be kids, man, you know, no, not in that aspect, but like let them be kids. Like, why the fuck do you need a TikTok for? At nine years old, I didn't get my own, I didn't get my my own cell phone until I was at least twelve. I think I was like fourteen, sixteen. Like, but even then, like, because like she's dressing like Ice Spice now. Like, come on, my nigga, it's Ice Spice too. Like, I like Ice Spice. I hope she wins. I hope she's. The next megastar in the New York and all that shit. I don't have no issue with her. I don't want my kid. I don't want my daughter dressing as Ice Spice. I don't want my daughter calling niggas munches. I don't. Especially my nine-year-old daughter. Like, what are we talking about? Right. I get it. I, will, I don't want my nine-year-old son to be a munch. Like, what the? Like, I might, <laughs> might give this nigga a nookie. You come on the corner talking about he a munch. Dump that nigga in there. Yeah. <laughs> Flick, like nigga. That. Hell wrong with you? Because there's some shit that, like, when he's older, he could discover. And, like, also, like I said, like, just seeing that tweet of somebody said, this is how Northwest is going to turn out. Like, bro, niggas on the internet got no souls. I don't want my daughter to see that shit. I really don't. Especially if she don't got to see that shit. Definitely. No, that's just, that's just, that's a weird, 
outlandish thing to say about a nine-year-old. And then there's also, like, the part calling the kettle black with Kanye, saying he don't want his daughter on the internet, and then this nigga say the most mundane shit you could possibly think of on the internet and potentially getting blocked from everything and losing businesses. But at the same time, nigga, you married into the... But, I mean, shit, Kim could think the same thing. Like, nigga, you out here wilding the fuck out. And you say you don't want our daughter to be on the internet. Maybe I show the daughter. Like, maybe she... There's a world where Northwest is just posting TikToks and then Kim takes her phone. There's a world where that exists. Right. Or maybe Northwest only has the ability to get certain apps on the phone because Kim knows the password or something. Who knows? There's plenty of different shit that she could do and put out there, but I, mean, I don't know. I thought it was kind of nasty. Um, As but, hell. But, like I said, it is co-parenting. There's some things that you'll have to, like, there's cultural differences, and there's certain things that, like, how you was raised and how I was raised could be two totally different ways that we have to come together in order to raise this child that you have to learn as you're raising the child which is also scary all i know is just about as far as my understanding goes and what i saw black parent black parents they don't act they don't they really don't really co-parent they just whatever the parent does or whatever punishment is the other one co-signs after the fact like my dad was always a co-signer after the fact. <laughs> or they do they do a real good job of good cop back up. My parents did that shit a lot. Like nigga, you know you wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like my mom be cool. My only problem is like the way that my house is set up is like we all have our own separate room. And my mom you is gotta up- see the one you gotta see one upstairs, other one downstairs. Not even that. Yeah. Not even that. More likely, nine times out of ten, it'd be my dad pissed off than my mom. So well, mine's was on the couch by the door, nigga. Yeah, but like, so <laughs> the worst. Yours was like back there hidden. But like the worst part about it is like, like I said, my my dad would be the one that'd be pissed off nine times out of ten. So like, if he's pissed off, like nigga was like jaws in the water, like in the whole bottom floor of the house i couldn't go like niggas couldn't take a shower niggas couldn't eat niggas couldn't really do shit without having to hear this nigga stomping and slamming doors i'm just like yo bro I'm like come on my nigga what see that nigga would have been doing uh, stop stop <laughs> stop we're not doing it not doing it not doing it on this podcast um all that who went all over stop. stop oh shit man um so what age do you what age do you think you're gonna let your kids be on the internet That is still really much of a thing. When I have, I mean, ain't going nowhere. What? It's not going anywhere. Damn sure ain't going nowhere. But you know, I'm saying at least social media is coming go though. Shit, that'd be another one. Um, I'm saying 16 or 17. I'm saying high school, so like freshman year, 14, 15, because that's when I started getting rowdy. Cause a lot of these kids too. Another scary part is a lot I of these had that sidekick and that BlackBerry. Niggas couldn't tell me shit. Uh, damn, nigga, Pete, like a motherfucker. Sorry, your audio listeners. But um, the scary part is a lot of these kids nowadays grew up with the internet, so they've been on the internet every facet of the term, right? So 
Yeah, I don't want my kid to have that. I don't even think I'm going to post my kid like that. I ain't going to be a full-ass adult by the time I post. <laughs> but damn, Brian had a son. They're going to think, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to go there. Then they're going to say some off-the-wall shit. treat you like... Oh, I'm, I ain't trying to get. I ain't trying to get sued. I ain't trying to get sued. Oh, um, PG, keep PG. So we got to talk about these athletes, but let's talk about the college ones first before we get to the main subject. I'm probably gonna, um, I'm probably gonna title it to Jawick. But um, <clears throat> so did you see what happened with the Georgia player? Georgia player, the defensive tackle that was. Uh, was in a street race with a teammate. I think the teammate had a woman in the car. They end up crashing and dying in the street race. And I think they're trying to charge the the Georgia player with street racing and murder. Some shit like that. Something crazy. Damn, really? Yeah, because he was street racing. But I feel like that's yeah. kind of I feel like that's kind of petty just because it's like the the player that's still alive kind of becomes the fall man. I think that's kind of nasty work to put him in that perspective of like, yeah, you got to go to prison for murder. I don't think it's murder, but it's something along the lines basically where he's going to prison because of the deaths of them. And I think they ran into someone else. Like, I think they ran into somebody's car that was like a parked car and that person ended up dying. So the the Georgia defensive tackle is pretty much getting in trouble just because of he's the only one that's alive, but he was street racing. So he, he should get in trouble for street racing, but... I just feel like it's kind of nasty that you you get in trouble because you're the only one that's still there, type of situation. Right. I just read something that says "shouts out to Will Smith for smacking the nick <laughs> the moment he got disrespectful." <laughs> I usually don't realize realize I should smack someone until I get home, but um, <laughs> that ain't even the case because this nigga should smack everybody, but. Um, his hand should be hurting from smacking everybody. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I don't know. I I thought it was kind of petty because I'm like, damn, like, charge me for street racing. Don't charge me because that nigga died and killed someone else. I get why he's charged, but yeah, I mean, it should be real interesting in that dynamic of that story. Um, I still feel like he could get drafted, but that's gonna draft like, yeah, that's gonna drop his stock tremendously. Especially because he's going to have to fight it in court, and it's going to take a while to fight it in court. Um, I think. Well, I want to get this punchline out. <laughs> I think Tom Mache is actually the first time forever he's got it right where he would say a nigga got character issues, but they wouldn't explain what the issues is. And ironically, this nigga did that, so clearly he has character issues. But I don't know. So did, <laughs> you, did you see the Bama player though, the Bama Hooper? Murder was the case that they gave him. <laughs> no, his homeboy. So, for the sake of explaining the story, because I don't want y'all a clue, I don't know these two players' names. It's still an ongoing case, by the way. Um, so the story goes that the player, hmm, I'm gonna say A, player A and player B were hanging out. Player B. B had a gun. He drops the gun in his car. Player A drops him off at his apartment. So player B texts him. Texts player A. I was like, yo, oh shit, I forgot my gun 
in your car. Can you bring it to me? Player A goes, sure, bro, no problem. So then he drives back to the apartments, brings his gun to his homeboy. His homeboy then takes the gun, proceeds to shoot his baby mama in the head, shoot her dead. Within five minutes, too, of getting the gun. So now player A is under these, like, under investigation, getting these basically guilty by association sort of cases and all types of shit. What does this nigga proceed to do? This nigga proceeds to, I don't know if you remember, but in high school, you know what I'm saying, you had a little handshake when you come out and they introduce you on the PA announcer. He has them do the pat Pat down, down. and it's like, nigga. This is the craziest shit I've seen. What makes it so bad, too. And now, mind you, I'm talking about player A. Player A is the one that drove the car, then handed the gun to player B. He didn't shoot nobody. So he's technically not in trouble, but he's guilty by association. Then he proceeds to drop 41 and hit the game-tying shot to go into overtime, then hit the game-winning shot to go to win the game, obviously. He's been balling out of his mind. And I guess, arguably, he's like a top, I want to say, six or seven draft pick because it's the Twins. It's Wimbyamba, Scoot Henderson, and I think there might be one other player. And then they're saying it's Duke from Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Nigga's dumb for doing the pat down celebration. <laughs> like, that's just stupid. But this is also crazy. I don't think I've never seen a story like this. This is almost like when Kobe had the alleged uh, SA, and then he was going ballistic in the league. I think he was dropping like 40 in like a week. That nigga play for your freedom. <laughs> Basically. How do you feel about this Bama player? Sounds like a future piston if you ask me. <laughs> we, hey, we would love to have you, man. I hope uh, the way that we've been playing, we we looking like a top 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 pick now. We, we getting a top pick now. So, but how I feel. Where'd you get his jersey? <laughs> you gonna look at me like I'm the bad guy. You the one brought us here, nigga. Can't believe you made that face. I got Ray Lewis jersey somewhere, too. <laughs> what? I'm. I didn't mean like. Allegedly. Allegedly. You got off. That's actually a great analogy. Because uh, yeah, his friend came back to the bus talking about I stabbed that nigga. He did. <laughs> That's like no, a, con- no, with conviction too. That's a great like, analogy. Yeah, I did. Yep, that's a great analogy. But yeah, I got a Ray Lewis jersey somewhere uh, in my mama's crib. But um, would I get his jersey? Mm-hmm. About to say something nasty too. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, y'all did. We are here. Fuck it. With a jaw jersey or a- <laughs> I did not think your brain was gonna go there. Uh, nah, fuck it. Give me a jaw jersey. I'm getting a jaw. Give you a jaw jersey or a jaw one. I don't know if that motherfucker go hard. Especially the Vancouver jersey. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, yeah. that's the jersey I have that's in my head, too. Just, yeah. that's, uh, we sick as hell. We going to hell. <laughs> hell going to be hot. Um, 
Man, fuck it then. Let's just get because it's already two hours in. Let's get to this job wick situation. Um, job warrant. John Morant basically posted like an IG live. JW. To where he had a gun and it was like one of those like like small. I think it was like a twenty two. It was small as hell. I just because it fit in the palm of his hand. Definitely like a twenty two. And he was just flexing on IG. And then by him flexing it on IG, ended up getting him suspended. 50 games. Well, no. For, at first, he got suspended for two games because they were doing an investigation. And I thought that was the dumbest headline. I'm like, nigga, what? You saw it. Like, so, the fuck you like, it's right there. But then again, at the same time, it was like it. They were trying. It was more an investigation of how the how he got this gun. How did he get into the club? Where he purchased this gun from? Who do you like? What club are you talking about? Because he did it on IG Live. Wasn't he in a club on IG Live? I think he was with his shirt off. I think it was like the crib. It was in like a dis. It looked like it was in a dislocated. It looked like it was either a studio or a club. I think it had to be somewhere because he was with a group of niggas. He was like, so either had so in my mind it either had to be a studio or a club. No, I think it was just his crib. Mm-hmm. I just think he was hanging out with the niggas. I don't think it was anywhere where else where like they was about to get active, right? Because yeah. I feel like if that was the case, then he would therefore would have been active. Also, not to mention it was an IG live. You didn't see any other perspectives from it. I feel like if it was someone where he was outside, it'd be like, oh shit, John Morant with the gun, or they would have been the Brian Pillman, like oh John got a gun. But um, <laughs> why? <laughs> it was there. They had to go back. The crazy thing, too, about, like, so when they brought up the story about the 17-year-old that job beat up and then pulled out his gun, I thought the nigga did it again. And I ain't gonna lie, because this is, like, right before he posted this IG Live with the gun. I thought he did it again, and I'm like, yo, where is this nigga Jog just finding 17-year-olds to beat the fuck up and put guns in front of their faces? And no one's recording this in 2020. Like what the fuck is going on? But obviously it was a story from last summer, which I didn't. Did you know it was at Jaws' crib? I didn't even peep that it was last summer at Jaws' crib. It was at his crib. The seventeen-year-old was playing basketball at Jaw Morant's house, and then decided to punch Jaw, which was crazy. Then Jaw said, "Wait one second. Went in his house, which is cold for like this nigga finna go get something. Anytime a nigga say, "Wait one second." That's your chance to scoot the fuck up out of there, especially mm-hmm. if you know he with a group of niggas. If he got power to do it. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, too, is like, so he runs inside, gets the gun, beats up the 17-year-old, so points the gun on his face, and there's an Indianapolis situation. Um, I think the reason why this got suppressed so crazy is because it was at Jaws Crib, and he had an agent. And obviously, the seventeen-year-old started some shit too. So, like, I I can see a world where this gets pressed to hell, and then I see a world where the Indiana thing gets pressed, and now it makes more sense. Um, or suppressed, excuse me. With the whole, with the whole jaw thing, everybody's so confused because I don't know the narrative that came out that he wasn't like a gangster or anything like that, like. I don't know if I believe that because I think his dad stopped playing ball because he had jaw and I think he's well known in Memphis or like not Memphis, but like down South. My thing is like South Carolina, by the way. Oh well, yeah. South Carolina. My thing is like, 
people fail to realize, if John Morant, say he wasn't like this and he was pretending to be a gangster, right? If he's pretending to be a gangster in Utah or Indiana or they say they would have traded that nigga by now. But hold, but hold on, say Denver, somewhere where I guess is like well not well known areas of where you need to keep it on you or anything like that. Then okay, yeah, Jaws being a gangster, Jaws being a thug, he's trying to act tough. This and third, blah say blah. I understand that wholeheartedly. John Memphis, bro. This nigga in the dirt. Memphis. Memphis. Where, if you got to think of, like, well-known Memphis figures, if we being honest. Elvis. Bro, get out your own crib. Nigga said Elvis. Elvis from Memphis? What? That, like. Yo Gotti? Dolph? Is Dolph. But that's what, yeah. Lorilla? But that's where I was going to go. You see Mafia? Okay, you just name it, niggas now. Relax. But what I'm trying to say is, like, Yo Gotti, John Morant, and Dolph, uh, arguably right now. And Dolph Glorilla. died. I'm trying, let me just fit land. Dolph died in Memphis. Dig what I'm saying? Like, he was one of the most well known, most loved people. And he died in that state, in that city. If Jaw feels like he can't protect himself without having that tool on him, I don't blame him. I've I've been through Memphis before, and I've known people, black people, like dogging to me, like could have the whole stereotype of not being corny, being tough, this and third. And niggas ask them, oh, where you from? And they say where they from, and they go, do not be outside. By 8 o'clock after it, don't come outside 801, 802, 803. Stay your ass inside until 8 a.m. in the morning. And they telling this to niggas. So Memphis, do not play that. So Ja acting out in Memphis is not surprising, especially if you guys homeboys with him, especially if he's in Memphis, especially if he feels like he can get touched. Don't even know. I mean, Grant, I mean, yeah, obviously, like he knows you're, you're going to know the city that you play for, you know, but like as far as being a residential and knowing where not to be at certain times. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm, if I'm in. If I'm in. Memphis, Chicago, doesn't even like playing for the Tigers and. Yeah, Memphis, Chicago, Detroit. Like, if I'm in certain areas, in certain cities, I'm, nigga, I'm not leaving without the tool. Texas. Houston. <laughs> not even saying Texas get down like I mean, it does get down like that. But to just say, like, Texas is still Texas. Like, everybody got a license to carry, so I'm going to carry. But, like, if I'm in Indiana, I'll take my chances. If I'm in Utah, I'll take my chances. Like, not saying they can't get down. not saying those cities can't have bad crimes or this and the third. But I'm taking my chances where I'm at. Like, Jaw could just be in a bad environment. And granted, it could be his homies. And, like, like he has to become the leader because I think they said something along the lines of, like, before this happened, prior to, like, this week he was going to get a Powerade deal. He's about to get his own signature Nike, like, next month. They were supposed to come out, like, this month or next month, wasn't they? I think next month. Like, he's lined up to be the face of the league when, in actuality, the league doesn't really have a face. The league has been the best it's ever been, but it doesn't have a face because LeBron is kind of passing the torch to really no one. I guess Giannis might be the best option, but even then, 
It doesn't seem like a flat out option. Like when Jordan was in the league, there was a it was obvious as hell that Jordan was going to take the torch from Magic and Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. And then like when Kobe was in the league, it was obvious as hell. Um, Magic uh, like LeBron was next in line, but right now it's not really like a clear cut favorite. Like Ja was supposed to be that. I feel like um, Luca could have been that, but Luca's in kind of in that like Dirk Nowinski role. Like I think yeah. the league has many stars, but it doesn't have a superstar. And to for Ja, you don't want to see him throw this away because of this instant. I don't know what has to happen. I don't know. I don't think I can't see a world where Memphis trades him. They gave him too much money. They gave him over two hundred million dollars, and he loves them. But he has to move different. Whether that's that's cutting, whether that's cutting certain people off, he might have to do that. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that because not everybody is going to go with you. Is going to grow with you, like. So you could take your your homeboys out the hood, but they still might have a might be a hood baby, a hood mentality. And, and with with everything being hyped up, everything being you know escalated to the fullest degree. I mean, I'm I'm your nigga. You got all this money. You got all you got all this bread. You got these cars and stuff like that. And then you come me off. It's like, well, damn, nigga. Like you you know, like not too many people, especially of that high caliber. Not too many of your niggas is going to take too kindly to you being just, like, shutting them off and out like that. But you have to if they're not willing to grow. If you're not willing to understand that there's too much money involved with me. It was fucking up my bread, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's either you or me. And, like, say. Yeah, if, if it's going to if it's gotta be that, it's going to be you. And if you have to go down, like. Your friend who's up could take care of you more than me if we we all go down if I go down. I feel like people fail to realize that. And people like and it's it's a hard dynamic because everybody thinks you're like selfish or bogus for cutting niggas off, but it's like, bro, like niggas ain't got time to go to the club. Niggas ain't got time to worry about if niggas looking funny or acting goofy or this and the third. Like niggas is about their purpose. Like jaw. Jaw was second in the West. Like, Jaw easily could have been a finals MVP and all this shit, and now he potentially could not. Yeah. I think I saw a meme. It was like Derrick Rose looking at Jaw, wasting his knees on gang banging or some shit. It was just like, nigga. So, I don't know. <laughs> I mean. Crazy as hell, boy. And I like Jaw. I, I like Jaw a lot. I like his game. I like him. I, uh. I think he's good for the sport. I don't know. I really don't know what happens because this is like the NBA being we've more crazy. Seen, so. We've never seen shit like this as far as the NBA standpoint. Right. And, I mean, I love – I love – fuck Skip Bayless. But I love what the OGs are doing as far as offering advice and, like, Paul Pierce, Stephen Jackson. Like, yo, I remember I had Jalen Rose. I was like, there was times where I had to carry a gun because of where I'm from and the situations I've been in and being paranoid. But I had to, like, remove people in my life that felt like everywhere we went to or places we wanted to go to or places I shouldn't have been at, I had to carry a gun. And that's very valid. Like, I feel like if you're in a position to where you feel like you might have to fight when you leave, or you might have to carry a gun so you don't get robbed or anything like that. You do not need to be yeah, in those areas. You don't areas. need to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And like, yeah, Skip Bayless putting Crip on on Jaw like that. That was kind of nasty. That was nasty as fuck. Because right. it's just like, you know, first of all, you could have been a blood. Now you really, you uh, really fuck playing with your life. You just did YSL shit. Like, I don't know, man. That was crazy. I know you saw Shannon Sharp's face when they. I didn't look at his face. I just saw the caption. I think it was like, what? Uh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of YSL, just real quick, and then we can wrap this shit up. Bro, YSL Woodley, Wood, Wood, whatever the fuck the nigga name is, <laughs> it don't matter to me. He snitched for three hours, bro. He checked his pulse after God done snitching. Like, bro. Oh, yeah, you see that? He was like, he was like, damn, man. This shit got me excited. Bro, that shit nasty. He was playing a sport. <laughs> Nigga got his cardio for the day. Man. They uh, if nigga snitching all that much and if a nigga came back, they got, you know you know what type of meal I would ask if I was snitching for three hours, nigga? What would you ask? I don't even know what I would ask for. Three hours is a long time to talk. I'm getting like a three-piece course at Red Lobster along with the cheddar biscuits. Definitely. I'm definitely doing that. Or you could just give me like a tenderloin, chili cheese tenderloin. I would die snitch for three hours for his chili cheese tenderloin. With cheese curds on the side. And a root beer milkshake. Just no. I'll give you three and a half. I'll be like, yeah, Brian, uh <laughs> See, we're gonna have to wrap it up. <laughs> Cause like just know if we in a spot to where like there would not be a tenderloin like that with a root beer float like that, and I just see that shit. And I'll I just, put it like this perspective: I, if I see if you I'm, look shocked at me when I see you with that food, I'm getting mad. I'm just getting, I'm just firing off rip like I'm swinging, and I'm cutting that tenderloin in half. Yeah, if I see half of it, oh yeah, yeah come on, go ahead, Brandon. You know what? Half half is for half is for the first half of telling, and then the other. half. You wrap this podcast up, bro. This nigga making me sick. Hey man, you know, hey, we had a good ass podcast. <laughs> Fuck man, that shit made me hungry. I got, <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta save the other half for later because y'all ain't gonna, y'all don't know about the other shit. Want me to set it up too? I'm gonna lick your fingers. Have me a napkin, You, his heartbeat must have been going. I can only imagine what was going on in this nigga's brain, bro. I just can't believe everybody in YSL snitched on this nigga. How does rival have better loyalty than you know what? They say they say Young Thug made a game with the worst group of niggas. Yeah. What is your closing statement for episode one fifteen? We got through some good outsiders. We got we laughed. We were serious. Everything that you need on the Tyler on the TBH podcast hour. Um we provide laughs. We provide relationship uh, advice. We provide just life advice. Man, listen to us because we like to think that we know what the fuck we're talking about. And we like to think that we're funny niggas. Hopefully you think the same. So rate the shit five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything that your uh, streaming streaming love desires. Um, and we'll get back to you next week. And also keep positive for me. Um, like I said, I've had pr- pretty rough 
week. So just keep them prayers going. I had a couple people reach out, and I, I, I definitely appreciate that. My family appreciates that. Thank you. So, yeah, just if you need me still, I'm, 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 my DMs are open as far as, you know, just any advice that you want to give me or anything for the podcast, just let me know. I'll, I'll always, I'll always reply because I love you guys dearly. So be sure to follow the podcast on anchor.fm slash Tyler Bryan hour for little is $1, $4, $9, whatever you get for it. Shout out to good brother Lopez. Appreciate you always. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Tyler Bryan hour, uh, the TikTok, Tyler Bryan hour. Um, I got to figure out an Instagram, got to figure out a way to grow the platform. It's doing good as far as numbers wise, as far as like numbers for the followers and stuff like that. Like the interactions are better than what we got, but we could always approve upon. And we always need some pizzazz that, uh, that, uh, for us, you know, we we need, we need that spice up. We just, we, what? I don't get what you, what, what do you mean? Like like this, like what they seeing, this is the appetizer right now. Wait until we really dabble into like like some some more venues to do this shit. Cause I know y'all getting tired of this whack ass, raggedy ass vine background. So you know, wait this is just the appetizer of what we could get into. Go get that uh that Dom project. Tell them be oh, here yeah, sent you. Tyler Bernardo sent you and then go get that fly space three. Listen to my March niggas, 10th. bro. They be talking they shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. We out. Bye.